Hey there, is today your first time here? Or maybe your first time in a while? If so, maybe you're wondering exactly who we are and what this church is all about. Well, we'd like you to know that we're a group of ordinary people who are on an amazing journey together following Christ. Our guide is the Bible because it's the divinely inspired Word of God and it will never take us in the wrong direction. Along the way, we hope you'll see that we are welcoming and spiritually passionate and that getting to know you is a big deal to us. We know that the road is rough sometimes, but we'll work really hard to bring you practical and relevant messages to equip and encourage you through life's ups and downs. We want you to know that we care about this community and we believe that it's our job to make it a better place. So no matter who you are or where you've been, we're glad you're here with us today. And we hope that you'll join us on our journey, following Christ and living out His plan for us. So welcome to church. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Fellowship of Champions. I'm Pastor Sean Strickland. This is my cute husband, Pastor Edwin Strickland. And we are the pastors of Fellowship of Champions. We are a church teaching you how to walk in love, live by faith, and experience God's prosperity in every area of life. And we are so excited to see you guys. So if you haven't already done it, hashtag live and tell us where you're watching from. Um, do our social media outreach and share this broadcast. Remember, you can share in groups where it's acceptable. You can share on your page and you can share on your Facebook story. We are super excited to be here. We're super excited about Jesus. Um, We are excited um, to have you. If you're a first time visitor, let us know. And we're going to do our announcements because we always do them first. Let's shout out Pastor Chris this morning, man. Listen, awesome worship experience. I don't know if you guys watch. If you haven't liked Kristen Valley Worships, please go and do that right now. She is an amazing worshiper with a heart for God. A hard to see people really, really know God. So please go and like her page and begin to join her on Sunday mornings at 930 just before we jump over here. Um, but for those of you who are watching, did you see that even uh, Kristen is making upgrades? Yes. She was standing up today, you know, and, you know, she was like, hey, listen, I got to worship and stand up because that's how we do it at church. Right. And so we are just each week, um, Pastor Edwin and I and the team, we are working to bring you an updated experience, not just great word, right? Because great word matters. We want the Holy Spirit here. We also want to deliver it at our level of excellence. And one thing you've taught us is that we always do excellence at our level. Absolutely. I mean, you you have to, you may not be able to do a production the way Hillsong is doing a production, but you can do it to the absolute best of your ability. And that's all God asks of us. And that's what we're working on, right? So we want to give you our announcements. We always start by giving you our announcements. So we've already said it, but we'll say it again. It bears repeating that every Sunday morning, Pastor Kristen Valley and her husband, Elder Nigel Valley, they lead worship on Kristen Valley Worships. If you haven't liked that page, please go and do it, right? And then immediately at 10 a.m., we do service here. We do the teaching here, right? Listen, so Chris sets us up for the worship so your heart is ready to receive the word. And then we teach you. And we're super excited for all of the people who have joined us from all over. Pastor Evan was telling me last week that we actually have a group of people. Yeah, I'll let you tell. Yeah, no, it's so cool. So um, it is, let's see, it is 4.06 p.m. 
I believe, over uh, across the pond in, in London. Uh, and we have some people who, who watch our broadcast. We are their uh, what they call their evening service. That's cool. Uh, and so I, when they sent me the message, I just thought that was really cool. And they was like, we really enjoy it. It's our, it, it's become our evening service. You know, we love our church here, but we don't have to get back out. Uh, we can just we watch you and Pastor Sean. And it's, it's just so great. And I just thought, man, here we are in 2020 in the midst of a pandemic. And if it hadn't been for the pandemic, we probably never would be interacting with the people. Uh, I like to say they say across the pond. Across the pond. Uh, and so yes. uh, I just thought that was just an awesome uh, testimony to to what God will do if you will embrace change. If you will embrace, you will embrace change. change. And so I would like to say if you're watching us from some place, you know, we want to hear from every place that yes, you're watching. Yes. So wherever you're watching from, please tell us where you're watching from. Even on the replay, I know that sometimes many of you, you don't always want to say something, but we'd love for you to send us a message and say, hey, here's where we wa we're watching but I tell you from. What I do really, really love, because I get some of the updates when people are doing the replay. Mm -hmm. And I love when people are going through the replay and we've said, say so-and-so. They say it's so-and-so. They're, they're participating yes. with the message as though it's the first, which, which is their first time, but they're participating like it's live. And I absolutely love when I get those comments. And when I can, I try to respond back to those people. You know what else I love? I love what technology allows us to do. I think back to when we were just starting ministry 10, 20 years ago when we were kids, right? Yeah. <laughs> when we were quick kids and the Lord would talk was talking to us about how we would reach all over yeah. the world. Our first website, I remember our first website we got designed was a map of the United States and where Arkansas, Northwest Arkansas was, it had a star. And then the stars went out all across the United States and then across the pond, right? Across the pond. <laughs> and just spread out. And who knew that was a prophetic website at the time? Yes. And so we <laughs> 20 just, years later. 20 years later. And so you remember at that time, you're like, how in the world can you be on television all of these places? How can you all? Because it was millions of dollars oh, a month. millions of dollars a month to, to be that. on television. Yeah. So, um, and then here we are now because of Facebook, yeah. because of YouTube, because of IG, because of all of these platforms, yeah. right? We are able to reach people that we never would reach. And so welcome you. And we, I want to say this too. You can be a virtual partner with us. Absolutely. You can be a virtual partnership Absolutely. and partnership has its privileges, it right? There is something supernatural about being connected. It matters who you're connected to. So if you've been being blessed by Fellowship of Champions, they're going to drop a link that's going to tell you how you can become a virtual partner and we will welcome you into the family. We're super excited to have you no matter where you're coming. We just want to see people know Jesus and live an abundant life. Amen. That's really what we Amen. want. We know want you to, to know Jesus and, and live an abundant, abundant life. life. So then on Monday, I do something called um, a mindset. Monday, mm -hmm. Pastor Edwin spilled the beans um, last week. And I'm going to be shifting it to strategies for success. But I do a teaching every Monday noon central time on my professional page, Sean Strickland. And then on um, Tuesday night, we do prayer. Yay, prayer. Air, we love prayer. Something supernatural happens when you Amen. pray. I said to our prayer group this morning, I said, listen, what an awesome opportunity to be able to pray the word of God, because when you are praying the word of God, you become a partner with God to release heaven in the yes. earth. And I was encouraging them this morning not to get weary in well doing. And so for those of you who are our partners, I want y'all to shout out our prayer team, reach them out and encourage them this week. Um, you know, Chandra Washington, Minister Chandra Washington yeah. leads our prayer team. Kristen Valley's on the prayer team. Tamika Ramsey's on the prayer team. Santresa Wilkins and Ariana. What's Ariana's new name? Is it Cole? She newlywed. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So don't take, yeah. 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 Ariana. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Eric. Um, and so reach out to them this week and just thank them because listen, they, every time we get a word about what God is doing in the earth, the year of great harvest, whether you saw them or not, they were consistently yeah, praying, whether, whether you saw them, that's whether true. they were posting in the group, whether they were posting in their pages, they were in that group and they were letting us know that they were standing in agreement for it to be your year of great harvest. And so we just want to, we, we appreciate our prayer team and we encourage you to join us every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Central. And we used to say we only try to pray 15 minutes and we really don't intentionally try to pray a long time. But what we want you to be disciplined to do is whether it's 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes or an hour that you are invested in prayer because you want to grow and become yeah. right. And so and then on Wednesday, we have our very own um, Pastor Ralph Marlowe, um, who is teaching Refresh Bible study and it will change your life. Listen, don't despise repetitive teaching. Teaching. Don't be a person um, who is expecting to experience all God has for you, but you don't have very much time for the word. Yeah. And I say it like this. You know, if you were just going to go to the gym and work out once a week, it may do something, but it but it's going to take a long time to reach a long goal. time, a long time. And so, you know, I tell people, man, listen, because uh, you can listen to, to Bible study, whether you're on your way from work whether you just got home and cooking dinner, you know, because you may even if, and I know even if things are hectic at your house and you're listening, you're going to pick up on some of those nuggets that Ralph is dropping on Wednesday night. So I encourage people to listen uh, to refresh Bible study. And it's so linear, right? Because it goes he, it always either sets us up or comes in and, uh, and supports what we've taught. Reinforces, that, that mm -hmm. right, reinforces mm -hmm. the teaching, right? And so we also want to let you know we have something for kids and teens. Yes. We have, if you go to our website, um, if you go to our website, you'll see that we do something called Victory Zone, which is for our kids, and we do something called Ignite for our teens. And so Ignite is a Zoom meeting. You can go to faith, to our and website. www.focchurch, one word, dot com. FOCchurch.com. That's real simple. real simple. Get your kids involved. Listen, there. I, I don't know if you guys saw this, but there is some research that talks about how kids, even as young as three, are having increased stress and anxiety because of how the pandemic has made their life mm -hmm. different. It's your responsibility to teach them even at their age to become anchored in the word. That's right. To teach them how to go to Jesus with their issues, how to go to Jesus and say, hey, I'm really frustrated because I can't play with my friends and I need you to give me peace. If Here's the thing. Many of us, if we had learned those things when we were three, four, five, six, and seven, we'd have made different decisions at 13. Sure, if we had learned it at 13, we'd have made different decisions at 18. And so parents, I want to encourage you, get your kids plugged in to the word. Amen. And now, okay, last week we had a great time. We're going to let you recap and then we're going to get into cultivating a mindset to prosper in every season. Amen. Boy, you you want to should I pray or recap? You can pray. Okay. And recap. All right. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we give you praise with yes. much thanksgiving. Thank you, you're so gracious and you're so kind. You have been so mindful of us. We thank you that you have not forgotten about us and you have not allowed you have not left any area of our lives uncovered and un checked. Yeah. You have a word for every season. You have a word for every situation. Father, help us to turn our attention to your word. Help us to have hearts yes. to hear the Holy Spirit. Help us to partner with what you are doing in the earth realm. Help us to throw down our excuses. Help us to embrace our new identity in you. Father, we thank you that you are bigger than any famine. You are bigger than any pandemic. You are bigger than any um 
unemployment rates. You are our God and you are our source. Help us to live from this place. And we pray that the teaching today would bring us into alignment so that we can walk in agreement, so we can experience the advancement that you have for us now in this season. Father, we pray if anybody listens to this and they don't know you, that their heart will be pricked, that you will cause it, that they would come in right at the moment, that they would know how much you love them and they would get curious about our Jesus and make a decision to come and follow you. We thank you for it in Jesus name. Amen. 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 So again, it's good to be with you. Uh, as you know, those of you that were here last week or you watched the replay, um, we, we, we really just kind of shared our heart about what God was saying about, um, this next season in our life. Mm -hmm. Uh, and the good news is that what he, what he told us was it was still a season of great harvest. Right. And so one of the first things we'll ask you to go ahead and put in the comment section this morning is just go ahead and say that, say it is still a season of great harvest. And so last week we started off and we were just kind of talking about uh, the scripture, this word that the Lord had gave us uh, that was really centered around uh, 1 Corinthians, uh, the 15th chapter and the 58th verse, uh, which simply says in the King James, it says, therefore my beloved brethren, be steadfast and unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And really what it was saying to us is that, you know, everything that God has told us um, and, and, and helped us with in the year 2020, the way he positioned us to, to be able to prosper, even in the midst of, of everything that's going on, a, a, a worldwide shutdown to some degree, uh, massive unemployment, um, sickness and disease, panic and fear. You know, he started talking to, to literally to our church and to our partners uh, about this back in November of 2019. Mm-hmm, and he mm-hmm. was just saying, here's what I need you to do uh, so that this panic and this fear and this anxiety doesn't overtake you. I need you to, to get in alignment and I need you to get in agreement. Mm-hmm. I need you to align your thought process. I need you to agree with me uh, about what I've said in my word so that I can make sure that in this season of chaos, you're advancing. That's good. And that's, and good. that's really what we held on to, man. And I don't want to get into all the stuff that God was able to do for us in 2020, uh, you know, because I don't want to take up our time today. But it was a lot. It was a it lot. It was a lot. And it was, it was and lot. it was wonderful. The people we could help and what we could do and scholarship and all of that stuff. And so last week we just really came. Uh, it was funny because someone asked me, some people were watching last week and they actually asked me, they said, hey, do you and Pastor Sean rehearse your your message like that? And I was like, what do you mean? And they said, well, just the way you guys flow back and forth, it's like y'all just having a conversation. How long does it take for you guys to practice that? And I was like, man, we don't practice that. We just, we just let the Holy Ghost use us, right? <laughs> and we just say whatever the Holy Spirit is telling us to say. Now, that don't mean we don't prepare. Uh, but when we were up here talking, we just kind of hear Holy Ghost and we just we just flow. And so last week we were we were talking about um, what the Lord told us to do. And the main thing he told us to do was to hold on, to hold on, to hold on. And so we we, we shared that prophetic word that, that the Lord gave us. Um, and we just talked about all of the little pieces of it. And I don't I won't do that today. Uh, but those of you who who are new and this is your first time, you can go to the Fellowship of Champions Facebook page. The page you're on the now. The page you're on right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is tagged at the very top. It's tagged there. So the first comment post you see should be that prophetic word that we share. And I encourage you to read it. You know, on Tuesday night, Chris prayed it. She uh, did. She, she did. prayed the prophecy. And if you didn't see Tuesday night's uh prayer. Uh, I believe it's actually available because we, we saved it on, on, on our stream yard on one of the podcasts or something, but I don't know. We'll figure it out how you can listen to it. But 
man, she prayed that prophetic word. She really did. You know, I was going to say that I think that um, sometimes the things that people miss about prophetic words mm -hmm. is that they're supposed to be rehearsed. Mm. The first time that God ever told mm -hmm. us about Jesus was in the garden mm. after Adam and mm -hmm. Eve had seen. Mm -hmm. But throughout history, until the appointed yeah, time, like the prophets kept declaring what was said. And I think that sometimes we can get so excited, like looking for the new. Mm -hmm. I was thinking that that can be one thing that's really challenging for believers. We're like, I want to hear something new. I want to hear something new. Do we need to turn our volume up? We got a couple people. We should ask. Can you guys hear us clearly? Is it the volume issue? Am I not talking loud enough? Let, let's check that. Can okay. you guys? Can you guys hear? We usually ask that, but I mean, we do. We, we just kind of got going. Uh... Ralph, is the is the volume good? Ralph says we're good. All right. Okay. So if you're having trouble with the volume, okay. people are giving thumbs okay. up. Okay. Thank y'all yeah. so much. So if you're having problems, you may have to go out and come back in uh, because it may be an issue on, on, on your end. We thought it was ours, but enough people are saying they can hear us. So, All right. okay. so, but you know, if you think about it, when Adam and Eve have sinned, God has already said, here's how I'm going to get you out. Jesus. That's yeah. what he tells. He mm -hmm. tells them that in the garden, but it still takes people prophesying that over and over again. Right. Right. That there is a Messiah who is coming. Right. And I think that sometimes we don't steward prophetic words. Well, oh, meaning yeah. we don't we don't take we don't say, OK, prophetic words require personal participation. Right. Part of my participation is to read this until it gets in my heart that it becomes comes my response no matter what's happening yes that that we begin and that's what we did with alignment agreement advancement we said that every sunday i mean just over and over and over again and we said it in prayer and everything it just became a thing where literally not just not just the leaders of the church the, everybody in the church was was, was saying it and, and, it's, and i love how you say that we have to steward the prophecy so everybody say steward the prophecies. And I want to challenge you guys to do something. There are some of you, you watch this, you don't ever comment. Can y'all, can you do us a favor and just comment one or two times today? Can you just <laughs> engage and comment? I'm, I'm not saying you're not watching. I'm not saying you're not learning, but can you just comment today? We would really, really appreciate that. So prophetic words require personal participation. Yes. So you're saying, we're saying this word, it's on the Facebook page. Make it a point. You don't have to get, I'm, we're not saying you have to read that the same the whole thing every day but read a paragraph out of it every day let it get in your heart until it becomes the most real thing yeah, to you yeah. that is one thing i have learned in walking with the lord there's a pair um, there's a scripture in matthew 13 and it's not the parable of the sower it talks about how the word is the smallest of all seeds mm. and it's but it says it's like a, a mustard seed that when it's planted it grows up and literally what wasn't enough to hang your life on becomes where the birds come and mm -hmm. get their life from so what i'm saying to you is that many times when we get a word we don't look like what that word is saying. Right. There are people out here, and you're like, "But I don't have a job, and I." But don't that's what the—that's the whole point of the word. The word is designed to come to you and to cause you to become what it is, not what you currently are. My God, that's my the God. That's the, yes, that's the purpose of the word. It's the reason the Bible says that we use our words to frame our world. Well, when you're framing a house, the first thing you do is you put out everything on, on the on the outside of the house. You frame the walls. And, and for some people, it's difficult, myself included, to go into a house that's only framed to see where everything is. But as you continue in that word, then some sheetrock goes up. That's good, man. When you continue in that word, you start putting some some some, some trim work down. 
And then before you know it, the very thing that the word came to you to say about you, you in turn become that word. No, that's, that's what the word is designed to do. Because I love what you said, though. You said the word is designed to make us it. Yes. Not for we. And so we so we want to take this word and we, and you know, so, for example, if you're a person, I know we're not going through it, but just just this first paragraph. Right. You say, hold on to the words that I have given you. Right. So now what I'm going to do is that when I find out that's what we did th this past year, it's the it's the year yep. of great harvest. And so, you know, just as an example, we have some people in our house, in our church who are finally getting houses that never got houses before. I, uh, Larissa put on her page today. She said, I, uh, since I moved out of my parents' home, I've only lived in an apartment, but I'm moving me and my kids into a house. Yes. That happened in, in a pandemic. Yeah. That doesn't mean she didn't have setbacks. Right. That doesn't mean she didn't have things that didn't look like what God said. You have to learn how to hold yes. on to the word yes. of God. You have literally, you have to use the word of God and your faith as the pressure that forces your life yeah. to conform. And really that's, that's the setup for today. Yeah, it really is a setup today because we're talking about, okay, so then how do I cultivate um, the, the proper mindset so that it doesn't matter what season I'm in, I can prosper in every season. Cause one of the things that we see, if you go back and you study some of the great men and women of the Bible, that it didn't matter what season they were in. It didn't matter whether whether they were whether Joseph was was in prison. He was excelling whether he was in Potiphar's house. He was excelling, you know, whether he was in his father's house. He was excelling. And, and what I believe is I believe that God is calling us to live that kind of life. Yes. The yes, kind of yes. life where 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 we don't even have to be concerned about the season. And when I say the season, we don't have to be concerned about the economic downturn, you know, and, and not to be political, but we don't have to care who the president is, whether it's Joe Biden or whether Trump stays in office. For, for us, we're going to prosper no matter what, because, because with God, he has a system in place designed for us to align, to agree so that we can always advance. So we can always, because the kingdom is ever increasing. And it's always no. prospering. There's no setback in the kingdom. No, I need everybody to say that. The kingdom is always prospering. Yes. The world may have these ebbs and flows, but there are no ebbs and flows yeah, in the that's kingdom. Right. There, there are, are no ebbs and in flows. In the kingdom, it's not, oh, we got a lot of healing. Now we don't have a lot of yes. healing. Oh, we got a lot of resources. Now we don't have a lot of resources. The kingdom is ever increasing. Yes. And if we don't develop the right mind Mindset, yeah. then what ends up happening is that we end up being tossed to and from mm -hmm. by every report. Because I want to tell you something, if you're going to walk by faith, there are going to be some times where it will not look like what God said. Mm. There are going to be some times I think about this um, when Jordan is always my example for this. Yeah. We're sitting in a meeting and they're saying to us, we don't think this kid is going to talk. Right. Not only that, we think that this kid probably is is challenged mentally. We don't know that she has intellectual capacity and the Holy Ghost as they're talking. He's saying to me, not only is she going to talk, but she is going to excel in school. So it doesn't look like and and understand. see there it is the word came yeah now the word is designed to make her look like the word not the other way around that's right that, that's that, right that's why it is so important that people understand when you get a word how you you said you said steward uh i use the word cultivate either way you got to steward or you got to cultivate that word it has to be nurtured 
you know, and, and we didn't just sit back and go, okay, the Lord said Jordan's gonna talk. So she gonna talk, let's she wait, gonna talk. Let's wait and see. No, we started we started reading stuff about brain research, about her diet. We started un, we got really specific about praying about who her teachers were gonna be, asking God to strategically uh orchestrate that. And man, did he ever, you know. So what I hear you saying is that part of this mindset that prospers every in every situation is a mindset that knows how to put pressure on what God said. And we're gonna talk about that. Right. We know absolutely to, we know how absolutely. to put pressure on. It. And so, um, you know, so I think that it's so important because people are really they're responding to this, that the word came. Yes. And then when the word comes, guys, you got to make a decision what you're going to do with yeah. it. Yeah. And many times I think that that's why people live, lose a faith fight. They lose a faith fight because they are so consumed by what they see. The word is a lie though. And literally as you begin to speak that word and you get that word on the inside of your heart, what it'll do is that it literally will cause your situation to change. You got to put that pressure on the word. All well, right. you know, and the, well, I mean, it's just so good in, 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 in not to belabor the point, but it needs to be belabored, right? The word, the Bible says, and I believe it's in Hebrews, it says it becomes an anchor for our soul. Yes. Now, what is your soul? It is your mind, your will, your emotions, your imagination, and your intellect is everything in you that makes up your mindset. It says the word is designed to anchor you. Well, think about it. When do, why does a ship drop anchor? Because they want to stay in the same place. Oh, that's good. A ship doesn't want to be moved. Well, Pastor Edwin, what would make the ship move? Rogue waves? Things that come in that you wasn't expecting. The wind. The wind. The the, the, the environmental uh, effects of, of the world. And so God says, listen, the environmental effects of the world are going to be present in your life. If he, and it says like this, if it rains on the, on the just, it rains on the unjust. When it rains, it rains. But here's how you get to not be impacted negatively by the rain. You drop anchor. You drop anchor. How do I drop my anchor? What the word that came to me, I use it as an anchor for my soul. So, so, so when I get a word that I'm going to be healed or that, that I'm, that I'm, that, that I am, am healed. healed, the word says I am healed. Well then just because symptoms keep persisting, I don't give up on the word. But, and for a lot of people, they don't understand that that's what faith is. Yes. They don't understand that faith is, I believe what God said over everything, even myself. Yeah. I believe what God <laughs> said. G-O-E, God over everything. God over everything. <laughs> I believe God over everything, yeah. even myself. Because sometimes my own self don't agree with God. Right. My, my emotions don't agree with God. My imaginations don't agree with God. But I force myself to anchor myself in the word, yes. which is why it's so important, guys, to root and ground yourself in the word. Because to your point about the person who asked, do we rehearse this? A lot of this is that we both love the word. Yeah. It's that we love the word. And I say this all the time about Pastor Elwin. Listen, don't let Pastor Elwin fool y'all. He on Facebook. He petty. He got all of them memes. <laughs> but this dude loves the word. He loves the word. And so we don't allow ourselves to be shipped off the anchor. We don't allow ourselves to be thrown, even when, even when well-meaning people, baby. Yeah. And sometimes some of the most well-meaning people, we and I love I I I use the story of Jordan because people always say how it inspires mm -hmm. their faith. Jordan, there were well-meaning people 
who told us we should just accept yeah. how Jordan was yeah. because they had all of these stories of other people who didn't get breakthrough. Yeah. We had people even in our marriage. And we call them well-meaning because the truth is they didn't want us to be disappointed. They didn't they, want us to they, be disappointed. And, and, and you have to be careful about the well-meaning people in your life That's good. who really truly love you and they don't want you to be disappointed. But the problem is, is if you put more value in what they say than what God says, you can't help but be disappointed. Well, and sometimes we're our own well-meaning people. Sure, absolutely. We minimize what God is saying and what he has promised because we don't want to be disappointed. Mm -hmm. Instead of understanding that if I dig in this word, I'm looking at people in our church whose names have come up here. I'm looking at Kevin, Kevin and Erica, testimony. Yes. She has, she's diagnosed with cancer. She's pregnant. They tell her, listen, you need to have an abortion. She says, no, not only am I not going to have an abortion, but I'm going to name my baby faith as a proof of God's faithfulness. Y'all, faith in kindergarten this we year. We went on vacation a while back with, with Kev and them, and, I, and every time faith was jumping in the pool, I was just like, my God, that's a living testimony about what happens when, when when you hold on to the word when you hold on to the word you look at the mccoys the mccoys Absolutely. all of the things with their daughters and stuff and tanya and i spent a lot of time where i just said listen tanya you gotta get out your feelings and agree with god because here's the thing and then what rod said last week i'm still thinking about it when he was like you know all of the seeds that we sow you know if it, we don't have to take our kids all the way to little rock anymore now we live in an area where they literally brought uh, if you'd have told somebody ten years ago that, that that the big Arkansas Children's Hospital in Little Rock was going to come to Northwest Arkansas, people would have thought you were crazy. Yeah, but, but there it sits, right but over there. There it sits. Your faith will make what does not exist reality. But I need you to hear this. I almost got up and took off running. Right, no, babe, babe, listen, <laughs> listen. I'm trying to be, listen, be, be all right over it here. It will make My what God. does not exist. Because literally, the Bible tells us, Jesus said, when you pray, pray this. Pray, thy will be done yes. on earth, on earth, mm -hmm. as it is in heaven. Mm -hmm. So literally, God gives us a word because of the word is what has been established in heaven. Mm -hmm. He says, now use this word. Look, my sister just came up to Shannon Tolliver yep. overcoming two yep. aneurysms. Don't tell me what God can't do, but you can't see what God can't do, when, what God will do when you make this world system yep. evil, yep. even with God. So the Bible says to do this. It says to pray. Pray what? Thy will be done. That no, no, did it say pray your feelings? Nope. Did it say pray what people saying about did you? Did it say pray how they betrayed uh -uh. you? He says pray. Thy will be done on earth as, as it, it is, is in heaven. That means it already, already exists in heaven. Already. It already exists. So literally, I want y'all to hear what I'm about to say to you. When God told us Jordan could talk. It was already a present reality in heaven. Yep. We use the word of God to reach into heaven mm -hmm. and pull her language down mm -hmm. to the earth realm so that what had already been established in heaven became the reality of earth. And that is what faith walkers do. And that is the reason that when you walk by faith, I didn't say go to church. I, when you walk by faith, you look different. You move different. Look at Misty overcoming. Can't, I just feel stared to yeah. share some of these testimonies but understand that every one of these people in spite of what they were facing in spite of doctor's reports in spite of what um the bank may have said y'all better share this listen <laughs> in every one of them they had to get a mindset you know i say this all the time and you know this is true 
sometimes when people get bad news, mm -hmm. when they call me, they initially want me to rub them on the back. Sure. Right? They want me to be like. Well, it's a human. People want to be comforted in bad times. They want to be comforted mm -hmm. in bad times. And when you call me with bad news, I say, we got to go to war. Yeah. Because there is something that has shown up that wants to stop heaven's reality from being your reality. So you may have some other people who go rub you on your back and say, I'm so sorry it happened to you like that. Yeah. I'm saying you better get this sword of the word because that's what the Bible says about the word. It says it's a sword. I'm going to get this sword and I'm going to start dismantling the things that are trying to keep the word of God from my life. Mm -hmm. That is a mindset position. It is. It, you have to become relentless. You have to become dogmatic. You have to say that I you would, need a soul shift. But you need a soul shift. <laughs> soul shift. You need a soul shift. Because when, and 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 I, Kenosha just said I love your passion. There is no way. I'm just gonna tell y'all this. There is no way you ever see this word. Yeah. You ever see our Jesus. There is no way you ever see our Jesus. Pastor Tony said, what'd he say? No man comes to God believing and does not receive. No man comes to God believing and doesn't receive. It is impossible. It's impossible. It is impossible. And to me, if you ever even see that in blade form, yeah, yeah. you like, wait a minute. No, listen, I remember when Pastor Tony, you say that to us. He says, no man. We'd be like, why didn't such such happen? He said, no man comes to Jesus. Believe it. He never tried to even make an excuse for anything. He just kept repeating the same statement over and over and over. No man comes to Jesus believing and doesn't receive. That's a mindset, guys. Mm -hmm. So Pastor Edwin and I, we're going to give you some practical things. But let me tell you something. There is a huge difference between a positive mindset and a faith mindset. Yep. A positive mindset looks out and tries to find good. A faith mindset looks at God for good. Mm -hmm. There is a big difference in that. It's a mindset that says. Because if you're, if you're looking for good, what happens when you don't find it? Then you get disappointed. Then you get disappointed. You get disappointed. But if you're looking to God, there's nothing but good there. There's nothing but love there. There's nothing but uh, success. There's nothing but the right outcome. So you got to keep your eyes fixed in the right position in order to cultivate the right kind of mindset. And I love this because Chris says, she says, he never should let me, that if the enemy want to stop me, he should never let me see the blood. Mm -hmm. Because the very first time that Jordan Strickland ever said ABC, it was over. She, it, she, you realize Jesus was the blade. Oh, Jesus was the blade. People don't like to hear that, but Jesus was the blade. He said, if I be lifted up, I will draw what? All, All men, men unto me. me. And, the, and the Bible lets us know that had, G, had, had the devil understood what he was doing, they would not, they would not have, have ever crucified our Lord. Y'all better read they this They never would have crucified him. If he, if, if, if he could have just, if he had left Jesus alone and left him in human form, then, then it, nobody would be saved. But the fact of the matter is he fooled around and fell into God's plan. And he fell into God's plan by crucifying our Lord and Savior on the cross. And he thought he had won until he got down and he snatched all them keys from hell. Boy. And he got up and gave us all power and all the keys to everything we ever need to be successful. And the devil was like, don't know it had I known. And so now here's the thing, because what Jesus did is that when he got up with all power, yeah. he didn't keep the No, power. he distributed it. He gave he gifts. The Bible said he gave gifts to men. He was just passing out different power sources to all men. So then what's the strategy of the enemy? 
to make you think what God said ain't true, mm-hmm. to make you think that you still powerless, to make you think and that you And it's not enough for him to tell you he's got to convince you to think it. He got to convince you to think it. So he gets you to think that your past is bigger than what God said. He gets you to think that yeah. your money situation is bigger than what God said. He gets you. So he gets you because he, let me tell you what's going to manifest in your life. Mm-hmm. Whichever one you agree mm, with. Good God, whether you agree with God or whether you agree with yeah. the devil. But you're going to see manifestation. You, but you're going to see manifestation. Mm-hmm. And so when we're talking to you about this mindset, we're talking to you. We're going to give you some very practical steps. But those practical steps, if they are not Mm -hmm. rooted in the word as the word as your anchor, that is what makes us distinctively different from people who just teach positive thinking Mm -hmm. and people who just teach personal development. Understand our lives are rooted in the word of God and we got to get this mindset right because the Bible says as a man thinketh in his heart, so are we. Mm -hmm. It does not matter how much we shout. It does not matter how much we run. What is going to dictate the the content of our life, the experiences that we have is what we think. Mm -hmm. That's why Romans 12 and 2, it says, don't be, you got to start with verse 1. It says, don't be conformed to this world. Mm -hmm. It says to present your body as a living sacrifice, Mm -hmm. right? Why? Because your mind is in your body. And if you don't bridge your mind as a living sacrifice, you are never going to be able to see what God has for you. It says, don't be conformed to this world. What does that mean? Does that mean we don't look at the news? Nope. Does that mean we don't read books and take classes? I hope not. Because it, it's not. That's just stupid. What it means is we don't let anybody push us off of what God said. Mm-hmm. Tell your neighbor, say, stop being pushed around. Stop being pushed around. Stop being pushed right. around. Tell your neighbor, stop being pushed around. Mm-hmm. God is big enough to back his word. That's right. The question is, can he find anybody who is bold enough to believe that God is big enough mm-hmm. to back his word? Yep. Amen. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Listen, listen, listen. I love the word. This, this, man. It gets so good, you know. Uh, you just, you just have to just, you just have to just. You, you wanna? It's almost like you wanna just take a big old glass of this and just pour it on the people. You do, and 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 what I want you guys to understand is that we don't feel this way about the word because we pastors. No, we, we don't, we don't no, feel this no. way because we pastors, we know pastors who stressed out. Yeah. We know pastors filled with anxiety and fear. We know pastors who felt like that because they couldn't go to, because people couldn't come to church, yeah. they wouldn't give. Don't even realize that the moment that you believe that people won't give because they're not in the physical building, it becomes your reality because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. When we found out that we were going to shut down, mm-hmm. Pastor Edwin and I, we were sitting together and we said, all right, we about to impact more people than we've ever yep. impacted. That was before. our first thought. We like, all right, all right, all right. We about to be home. We, we, we about to learn how to take everything to the next mm-hmm. level because it's over 7 billion people in the world. Let's go change yeah. some people's lives. Amen. So we, as a man, think it in his heart. So well, and I think it's so important and it gets really into what we're going to talk about even today, right? Because you, everybody has probably heard the, the saying that perception is reality. Yes. And the truth is, perception is your reality. Come on. It's not reality, but it is your reality. Mm-hmm. So 
a person's perception is their reality, which is why why Proverbs uh, 23 and 7 says that. It says, for as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, mm -hmm. right? So as you believe, that's how you are. And here's the powerful thing. Other people can tell you that that's not true, but it doesn't mean you'll believe it. How many times have you seen or heard of someone who is smart, someone who is, is handsome, someone who is pretty, but they don't believe that about themselves. And so no matter how many people tell them that they're smart, that they're handsome, that they're pretty, they don't see themselves that way. You know, I was, I'm, I'm, I'm in this keto group, right? In, on, on Facebook. And one of the girls in the keto group was just talking about how she had to go to counseling after she had lost 125 pounds, because even though she had lost 125 pounds and, and she, her body looked totally different, in her mind, she was still, as she said, that old fat girl. In her mind, that's who she still was. And because in her mind, that's who she was, she still showed up in her in, in her places of employment. She showed up with her friends. She showed up in her other environments as this old fat girl. That's, that's the word she used. That's the language she used. And because she used that language, that was always going to be her reality if she didn't change her mindset. And so when we talk about this idea about perception being reality, that's the reason we see in Philippians chapter two, verse five, mm -hmm. when the apostle Paul is writing to the church at Philippi, he says to them, let this, this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. Why? Because he says, if you don't have the same like mind, you won't have the same like behavior. Come on. If you don't have the same like mind, you can't have the same like behavior because we all of our behaviors are result of thoughts. Yes. We don't just people say, well, why did you do that? And they go, well, I don't know why I did that. You, you may not know consciously, but subconsciously, you just said it. You, you thought, thought it. it. You thought it. And so you and so what it. we have to make sure is that our perception becomes our right reality. Well, can we go back to Philippians? Two, sure. Though? He says, let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. And I say this to my soul shift groups all the time, mm -hmm. right? The challenge with too many believers is you are defining your worth and value from something other than God said. Mm. You are defining your worth and your value based on who, who loves you, based on who likes your Facebook post, based on how much yeah, money you yeah, have. Yeah. Jesus got all of his value mm -hmm. from the father. Yes. You need th listen. Yes. It's great to be smart. It's great to be sure. pretty. It's great to have money. It's great to have a husband. It's great to be a mama. But if you don't have any of that, the Bible says you are chosen and accepted in the beloved. And so many of you, the reason that you cannot move on is you keep looking at yourself instead of looking at God. He says, let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. Jesus Jesus looked at the father. In fact, Jesus was so serious about that yeah. thing. Jesus said, I don't say nothing yeah. that I don't hear the father yeah. saying, and I don't do nothing that I don't see the father That's doing. Right. And the challenge for you is that you're, I don't care. Hear me. And you know this, I have a master's in psychology. Sure. Um, I'm educated. I help people transform their thinking. You is smart. I, I'm smart. <laughs> I'm smart and kind and I'm pretty, but you I mean, just, just so you know, <laughs> just, just so you know. Um, but if I don't care who counsel you, I don't care who coach you, I don't care who your pastor is, I don't care who lay hands on you, your identity needs to be established in who the father says yeah. you are. Anything else, you're building a foundation on a shaky ground. And the Bible says that if you build on a shaky ground, 
when storms come and they gonna come and they go come because one of the things you taught us babe is that as a believer we are not, exempt, are not from exempt life circumstances somebody y'all need to hear that i say it to our people all the time sometimes people think that because they come and they get saved they get born again that they're not supposed to have any problems being born again being saved whatever you want to call it does not exempt you from life's problems all it does is give you a guarantee that if you follow god's word you can overcome them you better teach and so as we talk about this mindset i love that you picked that scripture as the foundational scripture because everything that christ everybody say this christ is the foundation christ is the foundation christ is the foundation some of you are twisted in your view of yourself right now because you're looking at yourself mm -hmm. and i thank god for this because that is something apostle cynthia brazelton taught me you don't look at yourself yeah Abraham, how did Abraham produce the promise? He did not look at himself. Tell your neighbor, please stop looking at yourself. Yes, you're looking at your looking past. At you're looking at your present. You're looking at what other people have said about you. The reason that girl couldn't move forward is she was looking at herself. Yeah. She was measuring her worth because think about this. There are women and men who are heavyset who don't refer to themselves as the old fat person. You're right. They, they don't. Yeah. It what it's not the weight or not the uh, weight. See, that's gonna that, that gets into what we're gonna what we this, this, we just need to go. To, okay, let's talk yes, about. sir. So so last yes, so la last week, one of the things that we had people to say is we had people to say that everyone is responsible for their own personal development. Everyone is responsible for their own personal development. If you are just sitting around waiting for what we're going to talk about to happen, you're going to be waiting forever. You're going to be waiting a long this time. This message we're going to talk about today, what we're get by about to give you is work that you yourself must do. You must, you do, must do the work. You must do the work. If you're going to create this winning mindset, and I talk about winning because we call Fellowship of Champions. We didn't name my church Fellowship of Losers. Why? Because we like winning. And so we want to live in. She's like winning, too. That's why he said in John 10 and 10, he said, I have come that you might have. The, yes, he says, I have come that you may have and enjoy life and that you may have it to the full uh, until it overflows. You may have it in abundance. Uh, and so it's important for us to understand that, yes, if we want to develop this, this winning kind of mindset, there are some things that we must specifically do. And so I just, I want to just jump into this. Okay. Listen, if this is blessing you, you need to share this. Share you need it. to share this. Share Give us some hearts. Listen, listen, hear what we're saying. Everything we're about to teach you, we're now saying the foundation, what's underneath all of that must be Christ. Mm -hmm. It must be the word. So we're going to give you some very practical things, but underneath it, things you must do, things you must do, but underneath it, what's the anchor? Christ. Christ, Christ must be the anchor. Yeah. All right. So I'll let you go first because you were talking about, you were talking about the young lady. You said there were, there are people who are, who are, who are big. There are people who some would consider not attractive, but they don't see themselves that way. And the reason they don't see themselves that way is because of what's happening on the inside. So I'll let you take number one if you want to talk number one. So number one is that you have to enhance or fix your inner self-talk. And these are ways to upgrade your mindset. How are you going to... Yes. Uh, uh, and, I, and I don't... You know, you might be thinking, well, I got a great mindset. Well, that's wonderful, but you can always upgrade. Windows 2.0 was great when it was out, but they didn't stop at Windows 2.0. They kept upgrading. So no matter where you are now, I need you to get in the position in the posture of 
I can use these things you're about to talk about to either fix or enhance my mindset. Well, and don't deceive yourself. If you aren't doing everything Christ told you, right. you got work to right. do. Right. And meaning, we laying hands on the sick, seeing people recover, all of those things. If we're not doing all of those, we should never stop growing. I you agree. taught us that. We have a growth mindset, yes. not a fixed mindset, That's right. right? That's right. So what are we going to do? We want to enhance or fix our inner self-talk, right? The conversations that you are having with yourself mm. are a direct reflection of your mindset. My God. The conversations you are having with yourself are a direct reflection of your mindset. So if you find yourself telling yourself, mm. I'm not good enough, mm. that is a reflection of your mindset. But let me tell you what you're also doing. You are saying that God is a liar. Yeah. When you say, I'm not good enough, I'm rejected. Don't nobody love me. Because they used to tell us in the Kojic church, God didn't make no jump. God didn't make no jump. <laughs> Even if you was at doing some junk acting right. stuff. God didn't make no jump. So if you're saying, I'm not good enough, you don't have enough word in you mm. that's changing your inner self-talk. And so what you're doing, you're rehearsing your past. Yep. You're rehearsing your present. What you are not rehearsing is the word of God. Mm -hmm. Because the Bible says you are fearfully and wonderfully made. It says you are created in the image of God. It says you are accepted, you are chosen, you are loved, and you are favored. So anything you are saying about yourself, listen, hear me, even if you make a mistake, because you can make a mistake and not talk bad to yourself. That's true. You can say, I was wrong. I made a mistake. I need to grow in this area. But if you're calling yourself stupid, saying you ain't going to be nothing, don't See, nobody I, like I deserve this. I deserve you know, this. Uh, yeah. Why would anybody treat me yeah. well? Yeah. Not only do you need to upgrade your mindset, you need to realize that your mindset is in direct opposition to God. But the way you do that is you got to fix that inner talk. Yes. You gotta, and here's the thing. We're not trying to make this simplistic, right? Because let's be honest, some people have negative inner talk because they were given that as a child before they ever had an opportunity to make any decisions whatsoever about their inner talk. They came into the world and, and they may have been aligned with parents or a community or teachers. I mean, all kinds of things happen to people before they reach this age of adulthood that can that can that can harm you to give you this negative inner self-talk. What we're saying to you is that you gotta be open to recognize whether you're doing it. And if so, know that you can fix it. How do you fix it? By getting in the word and saying more of what God has said about you than what other people have said about you. And it may take you, it, it may take you uh, weeks, months, years. I don't know, it depends on you, but, but you until you can believe everything God says about you, I don't want people to go, okay, Pastor John, Pastor Emerson, I just got to fix my inner self talk. They got to know right. how to do it. They got to know and how to do it. And it doesn't, and it may not happen overnight. We talk about repetition, repetition. We talk about stewarding the word. Part of stewarding the word is not just prophecy. It's the word. What has God said about you? God says you, 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 you are, you are peculiar people. He says, you're my chosen generation. He says, you are, you are beloved. He says, you're the righteousness of God. I got to learn to embrace and steward those words in my life. So that when bad things happen, I'm not saying bad things about me. So I want to give them two practical steps they can Which use. Which is why we never call our kids bad. We don't. Stop calling your kids bad. Doing bad stuff don't make you bad. 
It's a horrible thing to say to yeah, your kids. It is. It is. Okay. So I want to give you two practical steps. If you're a person who finds yourself saying negative stuff to yourself, I want to give you this challenge before this day is over. I want you to go find 10 I am statements from the word. Yep. 10 I am statements. Put them on your phone. Write them down. And when you hear yourself saying, I'm not enough, I want you to open that app and I want you to say all 10 of them. Here's why I need you to say all 10 of them. Research tells us that for every one negative thing you hear, it takes seven to put you back even. I don't need you back even. I need you going yeah, forward. Yeah. So find 10 statements. I am loved by God. I am whole. I am free. All of those things. So that's the one practical thing I want you to do. And if you get overwhelmed by the fact that she said you got to go find 10, y'all got a computer in your hand your smartphone. You can literally Google I am statements from the Bible. I've, so, given, so, I've pretty much given you 10. So, so there's no reason to not, to not do it. Don't get overwhelmed. And if you that. really get overwhelmed, message me. I will give you 10. Yeah, message her. She'll give you 10. I will give you 10. The other thing is I want you to do is, um, and this is a little more technical, but this is the fastest way to change your brain. You need to take those 10 statements and you need to record them in your own voice. So getting your ear game. Nothing changes your brain faster than your own words to yourself. Now, hear what I'm about to say. You need to say those statements and you need to record them on your phone in, in a statement. Before you're going to bed, you know that period of time where you're asleep but not quite sleep? That is the best time for you to retrain your brain. You need to, as you're going to sleep, Listen to those statements over and over again in your voice, which means you may have to say it like I, I got a three minute loop. I have a one minute loop. You put them on. You put your headphones in. It's hear me. It's important that you don't just listen to them over open ear. You need headphones in because of how the information goes into your brain. So basically what you're going to do, we actually and people listen, people who are watching this, they may come back and say, oh, Pastor Edwin on that secular humanism stuff again. Listen, you understand that secular humanism. They all, all they did was take what was in the word. That's all they did. They took it in the word and, and they just they just don't say Jesus. I'm telling you, it's like gravity. Uh, gravity works regardless of your denomination, regardless of your political affiliation, regardless of your ethnicity. Gravity just works. What you are telling them right now, it just works. Pastor it Shana. just works. It just works. It just works. So don't get don't get pulled into thinking that somehow we're telling you to do some metaphysical thing or something like. Listen, your body, God designed it that way for you to hear your own words saying back to you, for you to see it written down. When something gets into your ear gate and your eye gate, it produces a change on the inside of you. Well, and we used it with Jordan. Part Absolutely. of the repetition and our kids, all our kids, yes, but even for because we I mean, were, what they would say about Jordan, what they would yeah. say about Jordan, but part of the challenge with autism is repetition. Mm -hmm. So, we taught her to say, I am healed in Jesus' we name. We use that repetition in the positive way, yes, yes. So, we told we taught her to say, I am healed in Jesus' name, and that kid would run and sing, I am healed in Jesus' just name. While she was pattering around just the house. pattering around. I'm yep. healed in Jesus' name. I'm healed in Jesus' yep. name. I'm healed in Jesus' name. I'm healed in Jesus' name. And you know what happened? She healed in Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. So those are the practical parts of how you're going to, because I'm not just going to tell you, you got to learn how to interrupt that. Yep. You got to learn. In, in fact, I'm going to add one more thing. Here's the other thing I want you to do. <laughs> when you hear yourself saying something negative to yourself, mm -hmm. out of your mouth, I want you to say, that's a lie. Yeah. 
interrupt it, that it, bad you behavior. You can't think it. You got to say, say it. You got to say it. Say. To interrupt the pattern, you got to open your mouth and say something. Yes. So I want you to say, if you hear yourself saying, there's not enough money, or I'm so stupid, or no one loves me. As soon as you hear yourself saying it, I want you to say, that's a lie. Yeah. You start interrupting yeah. that. Yeah. All right, you take number two. Okay, so number one, you got to you gotta enhance or fix your inner self-talk. Number two, after you've done that, you got to change your language. Hold on, listen, this is yep. cool. Look what Tanya said. Th that is amazing. Yes. All of our, in fact, I'm going to have all my kids do yeah. it. We need to have, we could have a, over Thanksgiving, have everybody write their statements, have everybody record it and make it a practice. And here's the thing, guys, as you're training yourself and training your kids, don't say, don't, don't, don't get frustrated because they forget. Right. You got to just every it's, it's day, we're going to do it every day. Yeah. Did you listen to your thing? Stop right now. Put your headphones in and listen to your things. I love all these people saying I'm in. You know, one of the things I want to thank you for doing is the way you taught us about Romans 12 and 2. Part of the soul work that I do now is because I was like, people got to have practical mm -hmm. solutions. They have to know how to do this mm -hmm. stuff. So everybody do it. Everybody's in. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, but, babe. No, everybody, sorry, we, we want to make sure people got the challenges. So let's, let's talk about, so the first challenge was for them to write that. Uh, 10, the 10 I, I, am I am statements, statements. right? Yep. Yeah. The second, second one, one is that they're going to record those record statements. And listen right? to it with headphones. Listen to it. It needs to be at least 90 seconds, mm -hmm. at least 90 seconds, but you need to loop it. Right. And then the third thing I want you to do is that when you hear yourself saying something, something negative, negative, I want you to say, that's a lie out of your mouth. That's a lie. Begin to, that is practically how you interrupt the pattern. Okay. That's great. All Which right. leads into number two. Change that your language. You got to change your language. You have to change your language. Understand after changing your inner thought dialogue and the story you're telling yourself, the next thing you got to do is change the way you talk to, to other people. And what I mean is you got to change what's coming out of your mouth. Avoid phrases that they're close. They're more close to line to having a fixed mindset. You know, we talked about this. I did a whole presentation here at church about a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. Mm -hmm. and, and in simple terms, a fixed mindset basically says that what what I am is what I'm going to be. What I have is what I'm going to have. A growth mindset says that there's always the potential to increase and change. And so if I want to change my language, one of the things I have to do is I have to begin to understand and catch myself when I'm saying things that more align to a fixed mindset. Like, you know, this 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 as far as I can go in my career. Uh, 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 I'm never going to be married. Uh, you know, all of these things that, that lock you in, because whatever you begin to say is what you're it's funny because your brain believes you <laughs> is the best way I can say it. So if you start saying something, your brain starts to make these uh, synapses and these connections to keep you where you are. Um, it's, it's, it's almost like uh, on an airplane, when an airplane is flying and you put it in autopilot, it's designed to keep that plane at whatever altitude and whatever speed you set it on. Yep. Uh, so, so, and here's the thing about it. People don't understand this, but a, a plane that is flying on autopilot, if it runs into a headwind, the plane will actually speed up in the headwind because it needs to compensate for the headwind to maintain the speed it was at. Mm -hmm. Well, the same thing is true if it's in a tailwind. If it gets to going too fast, it'll throttle itself back because it wants to maintain. So if you are not careful, if you are in a fixed mindset, even when good things happen to you, you will end up sabotaging yourself to be back where you were. 
Yeah, you it, know it, you it, in my jam. It, it, it just like you're you, all in my jam. Right there. So you have to learn you have to learn to change your language. You have to talk about things that are going well in your life. A lot of times people spend a lot of time talking about negative stuff. Yes, you may have some negative things that you're experiencing, but what about all the positive things you're experiencing? Spend more time focused in saying those things. When I, when you call your friends up, guys, don't call your friends up to just talk about the negative stuff. Talk about what's going good, you know, because that's going to help your brain transition from, uh, from this fix to this growth mindset. But the other thing I encourage you to do is be a student. You can go on the internet, you can go on YouTube, you can go on uh, different places on Facebook, and you don't even have to read it. You can literally just listen to all the information out there uh, about, about a fixed mindset or growth mindset. There's so much information out there that if you want to change it, you can. So number two, you got to change your language. And for the people who may be feeling some religious resistance that says they're not giving us enough scripture, let me say this to you. You've had a lot of scripture, but your life hasn't changed. In the words of Dr. Phil, how is that working for you? You, you, you quoted a lot of scripture. You said you were blessed and highly favored, but you stayed at the bottom. You have said that you were the head, but you stayed at the tail. We're trying to we're teach about you. teaching. We're about getting you to, to change and reform. We ain't trying to just entertain you. Yes. We, we'd like to be entertaining uh, as much as possible. But man, there are practical things you have to do to get better. I love something Erica um, Walter said. She's a counselor. She says not only does your mind believe it, but then your body will manifest That's right. it. That's right. So right. your your brain believes it, and then it sends the information to your body. It, it's the reason that you can take somebody who is with a little bitty dog, and that little bitty dog ain't even looking at them, but they are afraid of that dog. Their their, their mind says yeah. it's not safe around this dog, and their whole body begins to respond this yeah. right. That we're we're talking about how do we take practically the things yes. God wants to do for us and bring them to pass, yes. right? So the third the th three is we're going to surround ourselves with people mm -hmm. that match our desire. Mm -hmm. I cannot say this enough. I want you to hear me. I am not a proponent for being like we go throw people away because they ain't on my level. Right. That's bad. That's bad. Because if that's the case, you can't be on somebody's level who's higher than you. That's right. That doesn't even it's, make any sense. It's ugly. But when we knew we wanted to change our marriage, we had to be intentional about the people we spent time with. Yes, the the the, the uh, because we are a sum a total, a sum total, or a product of our most dominant thoughts. Well, the same thing is true. You you are your you are who you hang with. They say if we look at the five people you yep. spend the, the most time with, yep. we can tell you where your life is capped. Yeah. Yep. So we had to be intentional when you're believing for healing. You can't spend time with people who are okay with sickness. Mm -hmm. When you are, you know, it's one of me and Chris's core values. We don't spend a lot of time with people who ain't on fire for God. Because let me tell you something. The fire for God can diminish so easily. If, you, if you're hanging with people who always think you're doing too much, who always think it don't take that much thinking and talking about God, before you know it, you'll get diminished. Mm -hmm. You need people who go level you up because when you start talking to them, they start talking to you about mm -hmm. God. So Surround yourself with people that match your desired result. Now, that's just common sense. Don't they tell you? They say, hey, listen, in Alcoholics Anonymous, they say you don't want to struggle with alcohol. Like, listen, get away from the people who still um, drinking every day, right? If you it, go that's, ahead. No, I'm no, sorry. go ahead. No, go ahead. If, if you were trying to get off from smoking weed, right, would you keep going over to your friend's house where everybody's smoking weed every day? Not if you want to change. You have to be willing to surround yourself with people that match your desired results. 
even when it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Because when we first went around married couples that really treated each other well and knew how to talk through stuff, some of that's uncomfortable because you're looking and going, they're not making you uncomfortable. You're just so aware that you aren't that. Mm -hmm. But if you keep sitting there, you'll learn that. You'll become and, that. And there's and there's so many unique ways to do it. And I want to talk about that because people may people may be feeling like, well, Pastor Sean, Pastor Edwin, I don't have, you know, I, I, I make more money than everybody in my family. I don't have anybody else who makes more than me. What do I go to? Or I don't have anybody who, who has a successful marriage around me. I don't know anybody who's who's really happy. What do I even find these people? You know, one of the things we talk about when we talk about uh walking in faith right we say that one of the things you have to have if you want to if you want to walk in faith is you need a role model you need a role model a role model doesn't have to necessarily be a person that you know personally yes you know i, I follow uh so many different things on ig because they expand my, my my circle of influence i follow people who who pay cash for their homes Cause that's what I, I aspire to do that. Right. So I'm following them. I'm, I'm reading their words. I'm, I'm figuring out, okay, what did they say that they did to do that? You know, there's a, there's a guy who a lot of people probably watch, uh, Darius cooks, right. And he, he, I watch his cooking show. I like it. Right. But, I, but one of the things that I was he's watching, funny. He, he's funny, he can cook, but the, other thing, tag Darius. but the other thing that he was doing though, is he, he, he tells the story about how, when he got ready to buy this house, he was going to pay, he was going to get a mortgage for it. And he was like, no, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna go out here and I'm gonna do what I'm doing. I'm going I'm to I'm push these pound cakes and I'm going to buy my house cash. And a few months later, he did it. And people look at that and go, oh, that's great. That's great for him. But it's, there's a lesson to be learned in that, that if we will work what God has called us to, we too can live at that same level. What I love in that is that when we surround ourselves with people who are where we want to go, what their lives become prophecies for us. Right. And you don't have, my point is you don't have to know them personally. You don't have you to know them personally. You can learn from people without having to just, because I think that's what people struggle to go, well, I don't know nobody like that. Yes, you do. We, we live in an age of technology. You can surround yourself with all kinds of people who are at a level that you want to go to. But not only this, you can get a coach. You can. You, you can, can get a mentor. You can. You can. Here's the thing, what I have found. This is what we found throughout our, our, our relationship, our life. When you get serious about changing, the Bible tells us, it says that if you seek and knock, you'll find. Yep. If we, every time, every, the first people that we look up to about marriage, sometimes you find more about them and you go, oh, they not my people, yep. right? But we didn't go, hey, it ain't nobody out right. there. The first person we talked to about Jordan, we didn't go, you don't have to settle with the first. You may have to talk to numerous people. You may have to watch numerous IG videos yes. to find out the thing that resonates with you to say that is possible in my life, yes. right? Yes. So you want to surround yourself. You want to check that, check yeah. out the yeah. people you're spending your time with. You do. You want to. Oh, I love what you said here though, because yeah. I want to say this. You have to be humble enough to be teachable. Yes. You have to be humble enough to be teachable. And I want to say this. I know so many people. Somebody said, say, I am humble and teachable. I am humble. I am and humble teachable. and teachable. Go ahead and say that. I am, I am humble, humble and, and teachable. teachable. Amen. I know so many people who struggle to admit 
They don't know it all. They always want to be the smartest person in the room. They don't ever want to be in a place where they feel like they're not the smartest or the most successful person in the room. But if you do that, you're never going to be able to go to that next level, though. You got to be able to humble yourself and become teachable, allow somebody else to show you something that you don't know. And it's okay. It doesn't make you bad. It doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you stupid. It doesn't make you dumb. That's why you got to fix that inner self-talk. You got to so fix when you're that. in the room and Everybody in the room can buy you ten times over. You're not intimidated by that because you're there for the, to learn how to, to learn what they know. We intentionally put ourselves in situations where we don't know the most. Absolutely, we intentionally because if we only know what we know, we're tapped out there. Yes, I want to go and sit at the feet of somebody who is doing what I want to do. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. So you got four. So number four. Okay. So we've done number one, number two, number three, number four is to create new habits to support your mindset change. That's what Pat, literally, that's what Pastor Sean just asked you to do. When she asked you to go and find those 10 I am statements, when she asked you to actually record it and put it on a loop and listen to it in your headphones. And then she said, be mindful that if you're saying something negative about yourself, that you open your mouth and you say out loud, that's a that's lie. A lie. The, that is creating a new habit. Anytime you want to do something new, you got to create a new habit. I admire people like Tamara and Kenosha who and, and who can get up at four o'clock in the morning and go work out. Listen, do you know what kind of habit you have to develop for that? You. It, it's not just being a morning person. Ain't, ain't nobody a four o'clock morning person. You know, I mean, I, I'm just, but people. I mean, but my goodness, to 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 get up at four a.m. and be that dedicated, it's hard at first, but it gets easier. You know, I think about when I was driving an hour and a half one way to work, and I had to leave the house by five a.m. every morning. I had to leave the house by it was five by five thirty a.m. After a while, that got that got so easy. On the weekends, I would wake up at that time. It was so easy. Why? Because you developed a new habit. So you got to create new habits to support your mindset change. Again, I talked about having a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. Go read that information. Find out about it. You know what helps you new have with new habits? What's that? Discipline. Yep. I said, discipline. I said the other day, I said, let discipline carry you when motivation won't. Let discipline that y'all should write that down. Let, you you got to be a person who will allow discipline, discipline to carry to you. Carry you when motivation won't because people can get motivated but i the thing the problem i have with motivation is it's that it's not long term and if it is long term you got to always have somebody doing it and it's external discipline is internal you got to let discipline carry you when motivation won't yes you know and so we can take that right into number five yep. you got to jump out of your comfort zone jump out of it jump out Leap of it. out of your comfort now zone. here's the thing we've shown you ways to jump out of your comfort zone some of you when you hear your voice you're going to say i don't like the way my voice sounds it's out of your comfort zone are you going to allow the fact that you don't like how your voice sounds to make you not listen to the thing right yep. are you uh, well some of you need help in some areas you need counseling you need coaching is this blessing y'all is this helping anybody we told you how are you going to jump out of your comfort zone? Yes. You're going to come, you know, when I number one, you're going to actually do what you ask them to do, which is to go find the statements and record themselves. That's jumping out of your, it's, it's not comfortable to hear yourself, but you got to do it. It's not comfortable to hear yourself, right? And so it's so important. You're going to jump out of your comfort zone when saying it's a lie. And some of you might don't may realize that even though you're really nice people, you say a lot of negative stuff. A right? lot of mean negative stuff. A lot stuff of mean negative stuff to yourself. To yourself. Yeah. And so to 
have to say to yourself in the car, it's a lie. It's a lie. You, you at Walmart, it's a lie. Man, that may be uncomfortable, right? But if you do it, if you jump out of that comfort zone, mm -hmm. so I love this. What situations, here's a question yes. for reflection. Ask the Holy Ghost to help you with this one. Yes. What situations can I put myself in that will require me to operate at a higher mindset? Mm -hmm. What situations can I put myself in that will require me to operate at a higher mindset? Walking a hundred miles yeah. required that. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to number four too, because in order to people kept saying, how did you walk a hundred miles? We just kept walking. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, we walked on the days we felt like it. We walked on the days we you didn't feel like habit. it. We created a new habit. Yeah. We jumped out of our comfort zone. Right. And then, so we're going to create new habits. That's four. We're going to jump out of our comfort zones. We're asking ourselves with the help of the Holy Spirit, what situations do I need to put myself in? There are people you haven't applied for jobs. There are people you, you, you have a mentor at work, but you don't talk to them. There are super people who have offered to help you, but you won't sit at the table with them because you don't want them to know how much you don't know. Push yourself this yeah, week. Push yourself. Push yourself. And when, you, and when you push yourself, in essence, what you're doing is you're using your environment to help retrain your brain. You're, use, you're putting yourself in these new situations. You're putting yourself in these, these new endeavors, right? And what it's doing is it's taking this new environment, all the stimuli that comes with this new environment, and it's retraining your brain how to be successful in a new area. You know, one of the things we know about 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 adult learning and student learning is that anytime we learn something new, it has to be attached to what we call prior knowledge. Every time you expand your environment, every time you go into a new place in a new area, there's another link in a chain, so to speak, where you get to connect something new to something old. And that's how learning takes place. Yes. And so it's so important to make sure you're willing to jump out of your comfort zone. Now, if you can jump out of your comfort zone, then you can successfully start to tackle number six. Number six. Number six. You can identify and overcome your personal mental blocks. Yes. Pastor Edwin, what is a mental block? Understand that we all have what I call these limiting belief systems. Yes. We do. We, we, we get them from a myriad of places, but we all have them. And what they do is they end up holding us back from realizing our full potential. Um, and these mental blocks, most of these mental blocks are actually created, I said this earlier, in our childhood. And when we learn to see the world from a certain perspective, typically what most of us have experienced in some shape, form or fashion is we experience the world through a scarcity lens. Mm -hmm. Now, let me explain what that means. We experience the world through a scarcity lens. Why? Because we grow up in families where they're, 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 they're either wasn't enough money, wasn't enough food, wasn't enough time, uh, wasn't enough uh, uh, affection. Something was lacking. It didn't have to just be physical. It could be emotional, but something was lacking. And our brains figured out really quick that, okay, if I'm not getting something, then it must be a lack of it. And so before, many times before we ever get to come to even know who Christ is, we show up with this scarcity mentality. And so now I have these mental blocks around scarcity, uh, what we see, what we hear, uh, all of those things create a scarcity lens, be it financial, be it emotional. You know, I grew up literally in, in, a, in, a, in a family on both sides where there was a scarcity of longevity where marriage was concerned. 
I mean, we had some people who's married seven, eight years or whatever, but there was a lot more divorce, right? And as a result, I wanted to be married for a long time. I just wasn't really sure whether it was going to work out, you know, because I hadn't seen it. And if you don't see something new, if you don't see something different, then scarcity becomes, remember we talked about perception being your reality, then scarcity becomes our reality. Because again, I love what you're saying that because remember when we talked about the spirit of poverty, we said the spirit of poverty wasn't just money. No. It is a deception yes. that there is not enough of what God says. Yes. That's the deception. Yes. So we're, we want to identify these certain beliefs. And as a believer, guys, you have an advantage. Mm -hmm. You don't have to try to figure it out about by yourself. You literally can say to the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, show me an area of mm -hmm. scarcity in my mm -hmm. life, right? Mm -hmm. you, you don't have to try to sit down and figure it out. And he will begin to talk to you about places that you see scarcity, right? Um, and I think you need to understand that this just, this is not a, this is not an attack against our parents. No, this no, no, is no, no, not no. this. But here's a good example. Very early, I'm gonna tell a story on myself. It, my grandmother raised me. So even though I have siblings, my mother has um, a daughter, my sister Pumpkin, and then my father has kids. I really grew up as an only child, okay. right? I grew up as an only child. So when you grow up as an only child, all the stuff is yours. Mm -hmm. It's all your stuff. Oh, now, you know what I'm telling. <laughs> I think I know so where you're going. When we first got married, my grandmother would say to us. What dessert do you want for Christmas? Yeah. I will make you your dessert. Yep. And Elwin had picked his dessert, and e my grandma would make everybody their dessert. What was it right? called? A, 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 a blueberry delight. Blueberry Baby, delight. Listen, yes. I'll make one for Christmas. A blueberry delight. So he, my, my I picked the blueberry delight, and was like, I don't even like blueberries. So then. We got there and my grandmother had given us our desserts. I think you probably picked a pie. I, I picked strawberry delight. I think she put the No, you didn't no, put you, that in the beginning. You didn't. You okay. picked something else because okay. you weren't okay. sure what that okay. was, right? And so you wanted some of my blueberry delight. I wanted to try a piece. I, I had was, let you try a piece. But, but it was good and it looked really good. And I was like, okay, well, I'll just take a piece of it. Uh-huh. And it was I, a whole sheet paint. It was a whole sheet paint. <laughs> and I didn't want to give you any sure of did it not. because I was like, you picked your dessert. You need to eat your dessert because I'm child not, eat, syndrome I'm not you. eating your dessert. And when I went to take it out the refrigerator, the whole thing. I dropped the whole thing <laughs> on the floor. And my grandmother said to me, you don't see selfishness yes. is scarcity. It is. Selfishness is scarcity. Yes. My grandmother said to me, she said, Sean, I would have made you another one. If they ate it all up, it, it wasn't. It, it, and so it's really why I, people laugh at me, you know, when they used to when our kids were younger, because I never made my kids clean their plate. People say, well, you need to eat all that food uh, because all the kids in Africa are starving. They're not going to eat this food. No matter, no matter whether my kids eat this food on their plate or not, them kids in Africa was not going to eat that food. And so the reality of it is, is that we, we see scarcity and then we place scarcity out in our life. And we need to understand we have an enemy, yes. right? So, so, so you can be in a house, like we can, you can see it with your kids sometimes, right? You can experience it. You can see it with your kids where your kids will feel like so-and-so got something. I didn't get something, right? Mm -hmm. Even in a family of abundance, the enemy is going to look for a place of scarcity. There's not enough love. Yep. I'm not loved like somebody else. I'm not, I'm not. Chris, I got you. I'll make you one. Listen, I'm telling you, and what I we need to understand that scarcity, that selfishness is scarcity. Mm -hmm. And really, what God really did for me is that He used you and my family um, to be able to 
say, hey, guys, there is more than enough. Mm -hmm. Right. And we have to watch it because sometimes you can get frustrated with your kids and you like, why would you act like that? I'll give you anything. Right. You have to make sure that the enemy yes. is not speaking to you and, and see your kids. They don't know that's the enemy. Right. They don't know that right. thought is the enemy. Right. And so really, that was an example yeah. where I had to identify this mental block because on one hand, I thought I was really generous. Mm -hmm. um, but and I was I was if I wanted to share it. Mm -hmm. But when it was something I didn't want to share, I tried to get possessive and selfish. And God was like, my grandmama, God, you you've had to say, babe, you don't they got way. all them ingredients at the grocery they store. They got all them ingredients. That's like when my kids used to used to argue sometimes about who ate the last or something. I'd be like, they made a million Doritos a day. We're not facing an argue about who ate the last the last chip in a bag. We're just not gonna do that. There's there's no scarcity of Doritos or Oreos or whatever else you want. There's no scarcity of it. They make millions every day. Now here's the thing, y'all laughing at me because it's a blueberry delight. But right. here, but here's what happens when you now think because somebody else got a house you can't. Or God asked you to give. Or God asked you to give, oh. right? Right? Ooh. <laughs> right. Or or um or God or somebody got a promotion and now you think you can't get right. one. See, that scarcity mentality, it may start over something like, I don't want nobody to have my cake too, but it will permeate every area of your life. And you need to know that. So for those of you who are secretly selfish, because you may learn how to manage it so you don't look like you're mm -hmm. selfish. You want to get that out of your heart. And so that you understand that's just one. Okay. That's just, we just talked about scarcity. But the truth is, there's, there are these six major or six typical mental blocks. And listen, y'all hang with us. Y'all hang they with won't, us. They won't be long. And but I want six typical mental blocks that you need to understand so you can learn how to deal with them. I, I want to tell y'all this. Um, th it's a funny story. Clarissa shared this broadcast with somebody a couple of weeks ago. And this girl, oh, she, yeah. this girl sent a message back <laughs> and she said, they teach this ish. She said the word she, they teach this ish for free every week because people <laughs> who go out and do this work, understand that what we are teaching you to do, people charge thousands of dollars and I'm not judging them for teaching charge right, a thousand dollars. Right. Because right, 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 I charge right, a thousand dollars right, for some right, of my work. Right. But I'm saying to you, what we but are she teaching was just you, like, wait a minute, this is free. You ain't got to pay for this. You, you don't have to pay for this. So we're going to go a little bit longer to give you these six things, but we're not going to apologize for it right. because it would cost you thousands of dollars and hours of time to learn how to get this information. And we're teaching you to you based on the word and giving you practical input. So, you know, get up, go to the bathroom, shake yourself off. And we got six more things to give you. Here it is real. I mean, and they can't, they're all kind of quick because these are these mental blocks that people have, because remember number six was about identifying your own personal mental block and then overcoming that personal mental block. And here's how we go practice. When you identify yourself, you're going to type, that's a lie. You're going to expose it. When you identify yourself, as we say these things, when you see something that you think, you're going to say, that's a lie. That's say just that's a lie for me. That way, when people watch the replay, they don't think you call us a lie. Right. Yeah. No. Okay. 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 Don't, don't say All that's right. a lie. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> say that's a lie for me. That way people okay, know that you're, you're, you're Sorry. saying that's a lie for Sorry. Me. Okay. All right. Number one. All right. Number one. Here's the first mental block that people typically encounter. You may not encounter all of these, but you may encounter some of them. It's this whole, I am not good enough mental block. I am not good enough. The, I am, not good, the I am not good enough mental block sounds like 
saying I'm not good enough to get the job. I'm not good enough to find a, a, a life partner. I'm not good enough to be successful. I'm not good enough for my family or my friends. And it shows up in so many different ways because people try to be nice to you and you don't want it or 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 or, or you just don't feel like you're, you're deserving or worthy. So so you so what you try to do is you spend all of your time trying to give and take care of everybody else and never let anybody take care of you because you don't feel like you're worthy to be taken care of and so if if that is something that you know that that you that, that happens in your mind sometimes you got to say to yourself that's a lie for me i am good enough i am good enough and if you're for the people who are saying that's a lie for me one of your i am statements needs to be i am good enough because god said yes, so i'm good enough for my for my job i'm good enough for a promotion i'm good enough for a spouse i'm good enough uh for my friends and my I, you know i got great friends but i'm good enough for them we're, we're we we match we, <laughs> we match, match we match right so number one is this whole idea of i'm not good enough it's this, a mental block you got to get over the second one is i don't deserve it. Mm -hmm. I don't deserve to be loved. I don't deserve to be healed, particularly the loved one is I've made so many mistakes. mistakes yes. I made so many mistakes. I don't deserve to be loved. I, I, I made so many mistakes. I don't. And I want to speak to this. If you are a parent who didn't don't feel like you parented well and, and maybe truthful, maybe whether it's real or imagined, because sometimes you didn't parent well. Right. You do not. God is not asking you to torment yourself forever. Because you can't go back and change what happened with your kids That's when you right. were six. You, can. you cannot go back. And, and maybe you really did make some real bad mistakes. Some real bad mistakes. Okay, well, what do you do if you made some real bad mistakes? You apologize? Yes, you, you, own, you own it. You own it. You understand that an apology does not necessarily give you access. Right. Your kids may or may not decide that they want to have a certain kind of relationship with you. And then what you choose to move forward. So I see so many people with the I don't deserve it mainly because of mistakes they have you know, made. They, maybe you were a business owner and you and you and you were doing really good and you made a lot of money and then and then maybe you made a decision. Not that you thought it was crazy, but the decision resulted in the fact that you lost something. Maybe you lost your business. And people are like, well, I don't deserve to start over. I'm just going to go work for somebody else for the rest of my life. Not if God told you to be an entrepreneur. You need to go back to doing that and and forget that 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 mistake and stop saying I don't deserve it. You do deserve it. You deserve everything God says belongs to you. And that could be one of your I am statements. I deserve everything God says belongs to me. I am a person who deserves everything God has said to me. Yes. And so that was number two, right? Uh -huh. Then number three. Number three is this, what we call the social norm mental block. Uh, the social norm mental block. What is the social norm mental block? It's this idea that society puts on us. You know, I remember years ago uh, when when both of us were starting out, you used to feel this way. You used to tell oh, me. Oh, I struggled a you, lot with this. Th that we both couldn't have a successful career. And so by default, you kind of chose to stay home with the kids. Now, it was probably good for Jordan. But even before that, you were home with the kids. You 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 kind of settled into the whole. I'm just going to be a happy housewife. And you did a wonderful job of it. But inside, it was always this burning thing that God called you to do that you're now living out. Right. But it was because so many people said to you, women in the church, well-meaning people. Right. Well, you know, Edwin's on his trajectory to be a superintendent. You need to support his dreams. He the pastor. You need to support support his dreams. You need to make sure the kids are taken care of. Make sure the house taken care of. Make sure you cooking and cleaning. He was like, you don't even like all that stuff. And I actually like cooking and cleaning. I actually, I actually like cooking and cleaning, right? And so it was this idea about 
letting society determine what was normal. M women are supposed to stay home with the kids. We can't both have a successful career. Uh, people who struggle with, you know, I'm 32 years old. I'm 30 years old. I'm not married yet. Th that's an old social norm. That's an old social norm. You ain't got, don't let somebody tell you you're not worthy because you're not married yet and you're a certain age. Uh, you know, I need to get a real job because maybe my first two entrepreneurial things didn't work out. You know how many billionaires have had success, had had business failures before they came into success? A lot. A lot of a them. A lot, a lot. A, a lot of billionaires. Billionaires. And, you know, I, I love, I mean, I just love telling people what I appreciate about you, even though you're not an entrepreneur. Every time I wanted to start something, you always encourage me. Baby, to listen. Do it. You I'd be always like, encourage me. I'd be to like, do it. look, if you if you believe that you call uh, to entrepreneurship, go get it. Strike out. You be basically. I, now you out. never said this, but I'd be like, look, if you say you want to go to the moon, I'm trying to figure out how to get you a space helmet I because because it. if that's oh. what you call to do, then do it. Uh, but you can't let society block you in to this idea of I got to do it society's way. But, and so I want to say this because I think that this is really important. I want to talk about where I got that social norm from. Okay. I grew up in a family that told me I could do anything. Mm -hmm. I believe that I could do anything. That's the one thing my family was all about. I took that. That's mentality. why you were five knowing you wanted to go to law school. It was. I learned that mentality in law school. Here's what happened. Mm. In law school, a lot of people got divorced. Mm. And one of our professors actually told us, if you want to keep your marriage, you can't bet you can't both be successful. Mm. And I decided that I would rather be married. See, that's a scarcity mm. mentality. I took an either or that wasn't even so before. So here's the thing, even though because you need to understand mm. that all that stuff may not have come from you being a kid. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be married. I was watching these people around me get divorced in law school. We had a professor who was on his second wife say you can't both have it all right. And I knew I wanted to be married because I knew that to be married to you was the will of God for my mm. life. So even though you never asked me not to pursue my dreams, I created a scarcity mentality. So hear me. By the time that I got- That perception became your reality. That perception became my reality. Yep. Yep. And but by the time I got to church and was sitting in Bible studies with people telling me that, I already had that seed that mm. had been planted, mm. right? And then I had to dis- mantle that and and i'll just make a confession to you guys even now when i get to break a new place in my business that's the first thought and that's how i know what it is mm. it's the first thought mm. that comes up for me mm. in fact i taught a workshop um last week to women because i think it's important teaching and if you happen to be a husband who is married you probably really need to reaffirm this to your to your wife men are never told they cannot have it all that's true Men are never told that if a man says he want to do 20 things, nobody says how you go do that and be a good husband. How you go do that and be a good father. How you go make true. sure your kids still eat. That's true. Women are constantly told that we cannot have it all. In fact, women are told to support men yes. who are trying to have it all. Yes. yes. <laughs> That's the messaging women get. And so what you did was you helped me break out of that because what it created for me was that and you didn't even know this. That I was afraid that my success would break us up. Mm. It was an either or mentality. Baby, let me tell you in front of all of these people right here today, you can be as successful <laughs> and make as much money as you possibly can. I ain't going nowhere. 
And the more money you make, <laughs> I sure and ain't going. Listen, no, I'm just okay. Quit playing, man. All right. So I, I think that's really important. So I hope this is helping you with me sharing my truth that for some years I was stuck. Mm. And I was stuck not because of anything Edwin said to me and not because of anything God said to me. Because the problem is, is that when you have the wrong mindset, you will make God say stuff he didn't say. Yeah, that's right. But go ahead. That's right. Oh, that's is right. this next one mine? Number uh, four. Number four, yes. We kind of talked about that, but go the ahead. lack of resources mentality, the scarcity mentality. The scarcity mm -hmm. mentality, right? There's not enough money. There's not enough men. There's not enough opportunities. One of the things um, that I really love about the women I mentor is that I say to them, man, if you want to be a mindset coach too, be it. It's room for all of us. It's over 7 billion people in the world. It's 3.2 active billion users on Facebook, billion active users on Facebook. We're not going to fight over whether we do the same work. That's right. But I mean, we have a lot with, and sca because scarcity is so around us. Scarcity is so around us, right? Go back and listen to the ways you know um, the spirit of poverty is influencing your life. It's the lack of resources. I don't have enough resources to take this class. I don't have enough resources. Mm -hmm. I'm not smart. It's this lack of I don't resources. Have time. I don't have enough time. And I don't have enough time. Sometimes people say they don't have enough time, and what they're really doing is they don't realize how much time they're wasting. Yes. You say you don't have enough time to start your business, but you binge watch two shows on, on Netflix. I mean, you got time. It, it, you, everybody got the same amount of time. So no, nobody gets nobody gets 25 hours. Right. Or you say <laughs> that you don't have the money to invest in your business and you, you don't have the money to invest in coaching, but you still are doing all of the enjoyable things mm -hmm, you want to mm -hmm. do, right? You still so, eat out five days a week. You're still going to the, the annual Dillard sales and all those things. Rather than putting some of that stuff on hold until you can get where you want to, then you can shop even when it's not an annual sale. Yes. Lack of, so that lack of resources, mental block. And I want to say this because the social norm mental block then triggered a lack of resources, mental block for mm -hmm. me, which said to me, which is why you had to say some of the stuff you had to say to me because it triggered for me that I couldn't make money. So I needed you to keep increasing. Mm -hmm. And that's when you said to me, Hey, because it was frustrating because I knew that you had the potential to be successful at anything you wanted to do. And you would just be going, oh, I'm going to pray for you to get more increase. Well, that's cool. I didn't mind you praying for me to get more <laughs> increase, but you can increase too. It's like you, but, and I didn't even realize that I didn't have the language for that then, that that was a social norm mental block. That's something I've learned in year, in, in, in recent years. Uh, but yeah, that but that was my frustration though. And because I felt like it put all this pressure on me to have to make more money, uh, when, when I knew that you had the ability not only to make money, but could do it while you were happy because you weren't just happy just being at home. I was not. You were not. I was not. <laughs> so the so the social norm mental block was tormenting me and then creating a lack of resources mental block that started to torment you mm -hmm. because now you feel pressure like there are all these things I want, all these things I want mm -hmm. to do. Right. And then now and then you're like, but I know you're I know you can make money, yeah. but you don't even understand the language that's happening right. in my head. It's like, but if I make money, we're going to get divorced. Right. If I'm successful, right. we're going to get divorced right. because that's what they told me. Right. right. And so it's really important. This is why we love soul work. This is why we love it because you can have so much garbage running in the background that you don't even know is running there. And I do. I appreciate y'all hanging in there. We all, we're almost, we done, almost done. But y'all are hanging in there. So look, let's get to number five. Okay. The, the, the fifth mental block that people typically encounter is something called the restriction 
mental block. Well, what do you mean by the restriction mental block? It's, it's things like I'm too old to, to, to retrain for a new career or I'm too young to go for that job or, or I, I'm black and so they're not going to give me the opportunity or I'm a woman and, 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 and we live in this, mis, this misogynistic society. I can't get a chance and you know, or, or maybe I got a disability or, or I don't have enough experience. And, and so all of these restrictions that we put on ourselves, you know, I tell the story and it's funny. It's funny and it's also kind of crazy. I don't even know why I did it. I just did it. But you know, one time I was I, I was applying for jobs and I applied for a job oh <laughs> that I knew I absolutely had no qualifications or experience for, but the job sounded really, really cool. So I applied for it. I wrote my cover letter, I sent my resume in, and they actually called me and and, and said, Hey, look. We're impressed by your resume. <laughs> they said your cover letter really spoke to the kind of person you are. They said, but you have to have a doctorate in veterinary medicine <laughs> for this position. They said, otherwise we would absolutely interview you. You just don't have a doctorate in veterinary medicine. And I was like, well, okay, that's cool. I understand. Well, I didn't let the restriction <laughs> of not having a doctorate in veterinary medicine stop me from applying for that job. I love what Danielle said. She said, every one of these is a complete lie for me. And I mm, love that. And mm. I love the way that we're walking through this, right? I love, listen, guys, I'm never going to apologize for this because people watch two-hour movies. Yeah. And if you get one thing today that changes your life, a year from now, you can live so differently. Mm. Okay, so number six is the generalization mind block. Mm. It is the anytime. So the restriction mind block is the I'm too. Yes. Okay. I, but, I can't do something because of something because of who I am. Yes. Right. But it's it, it's you know I'm too old. I'm too young. I'm too dark. I, I, it's it's a limitation based on something you don't think that you are enough of. Why? Right? Shoot, shoot your shot. shot. That's right. right. I shot my shot. The generalization <laughs> mental block. It it is the rich folks are evil. All men cheat. Money just causes more money, more problems. Mm -hmm. You know, money is not important. You can't have it all. It is this, um, you know, it's people like us can't have X. Right. It is this thing where you literally put yourself in a space. Well, like we used to, we used to do this sometimes. We go, well, because we, we wanted to move, remember? We were like, well, we live in Arkansas, so we can't ever reach the world, blah, blah, blah. Look at us, oh my man. God, we totally used to do that for me. <laughs> it was a generalization. It was just a generalization. Mental and, block. You know, I think that it's helpful for us to share these because people need to see we're growing and becoming. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, these were lies for us until we worked through them. You know, the, the good thing is, is people get to see us on the other end. But the truth of the matter is, we're exactly where some of these other people were when we was having to learn to work through these, though. So, so, so let's that's just, why we always say we're growing and becoming. We're growing and becoming. So now everybody said all these online. Now I want everybody to type. Everybody who's still watching, I want you to type this. Every single person. So at least 108 comments. <laughs> every single person should say, I am growing and becoming. My God, I am growing I and becoming. I am growing and becoming. Yes, I love that. That's another I am statement. You can I use that. Am I am growing, growing and becoming. And becoming. And now I want to give you an opportunity. You can get ready to give whatever Pastor Ellen's going to say. But now I want to give you an opportunity to do something with all of this information. I want you to make a decision right now. Make a decision. I want you to make a decision. I want you to hear. You're not going to be perfect trying to make these changes. But what you can do for yourself is show up. 
And you can get better every day. And you can get better every day. Yeah. You're going to make some mistakes. You know, it's one of the things that I have learned. We've learned this in trying to change our eating. The reality of it is, is that if you ate bad for 20 years, you're not going to change that and be perfect because you decided a year ago. It's going to be a commitment of showing up. I love it. People are It's a commitment yeah. of showing up. This saying I'm growing and becoming, it's doing something right now that I need you to receive. It is giving you permission to stop holding yourself hostage to who you were yesterday. Oh, that's so good, Pastor Sean. That really is. Yeah. Holding yourself hostage to who you used to be yesterday. It's you, a brand new day. It's a brand new day. And do you know the neat thing about it is that you can have a brand new day within a day. Yeah. So I want y'all to incorporate. I am growing and becoming just because I used to see it that way, just because I used to handle that. So now you're going to give yourself permission to become. Man. You're going to give yourself I'm growing permission. And I'm, growing I'm growing and becoming. I'm growing and becoming. That doesn't mean perfection. It just means I keep going. But let me tell you what else it's going to do. For some of you, I feel this by the Holy Spirit. It's going to give you some healing in some relationships. Mm. Because if I'm growing and becoming and you're growing and becoming, I'm not holding myself to who I used to be. And I'm not holding you to who you used to be. And we can move forward because sometimes the generalization thing is that you always respond to me this way. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep, it's you, all, it's a, you always yep. do this. Yep. Right. And so I want to do I want you to we're not going to get into it real, real deep. We just go do it real simple. We're not going to even do the full thing. But for the people who say it, you saw yourself and you said, I, I, this is a lie. Now you've made a decision. Now you've made a decision. And I want you to do something right now. I want you to just make this simple statement. I want you to call yourself by your name and I want you to say, I forgive you. Mm. I want you to say, I forgive you. Strict, I forgive you. Sean, I forgive you. I want you to say you forgive yourself. Why? Why am I asking you to say you forgive yourself? Forgiveness is supernatural. It is. It's supernatural. When you forgive yourself, you break the covenant that the enemy has to torment you over the thing. Yeah. I, I, I read something one time. It said forgiveness is the bridge that allows you to move to your future. It's the bridge that allows you to move to your future. And it literally severs because many of you, I feel this real strong. You have been tormented in your mind with shame. You mm. have been tormented with guilt. You have been tormented with fear. But if you will forgive yourself today, and I always have to teach it this way, forgiveness is a decision, not a feeling. That's right. It is a decision, a decision, not a feeling. A decision, not a feeling. If you will forgive yourself today, you can sever the power of the enemy to torment you. Mm. So I'm going to add one more thing. <laughs> I want you to practice every day saying to yourself, I forgive you. I forgive you. I forgive you. I'm telling you, some of you are about to see something supernatural in your life. You com combined with those I am statements, you're going to see before this year is up, you're going to see a dramatic change in who you are and how you feel. Um, in fact, I want you to add that I forgive you to your to your um recording. I am forgiven. Yes, but yes. I say I am forgiven, but I also want say, you to I say forgive me. Yes, okay, I want you. you to say I forgive me. Right. I believe that there is going to be some supernatural miracles on this. I believe that there are going to be people whose healing is going to spring forth 
because the torment that you have felt in your body, it has been because you have not forgiven yourself. You know, before before we go, before we even talk about giving all that stuff, while we still got people on the line, would you mind praying that people who have struggled with these mental blocks begin to receive supernatural deliverance from them? Yes, I believe I don't. I don't think people need to struggle through this. Yeah. I believe there's a there's an anointing, and I know it's on the. I know it's on uh, Facebook Live, but there's an anointing that comes through e even even as we're talking on this screen. And I, I just felt like you should pray for that. I, I, yeah, I absolutely pray. I, but I want to tell you some of the things that I see. There are some people you're going to lose weight. You can't get the weight off. Mm. You've done the things, but you mm. can't get the weight off. And I want to tell you, I did a forgiveness exercise at an event years ago and a lady forgave herself. And over the next 45 or so days without doing anything different, she lost 30 pounds mm. because sometimes the weight you are carrying, it is not because you eat too much. It is because you are carrying too much. Mm. So I want to tell you the things I'm seeing and then I'll pray for you. Mm. So I see supernatural weight loss. Okay. I see the ability to step into opportunities that the Lord has for you. I see that there are going to be some relationships that are going to be severed because there are some people you have only kept in your life because you don't value yourself. Mm. So you have allowed them to be you and you are going to close the door on that abuse. Mm. I see something being severed over molestation and rape. Amen. Something. Amen. In fact, I see somebody, you are a little girl, you are watching this and you blame yourself for the abuse. Mm. You blame yourself for not knowing that that person was a predator. And it has resulted in you having this mental block of, I don't deserve it. I, 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 I okay, saw that's that. good. I Tap into that. it. Tap into that. it. I tap into that, right? And so we're we're you you gotta forgive yourself today. Yes. But I need to say this to every person who has been sexually assaulted and every person who has been molested. I need to say this to you. First of all, rape is not sex. Right. It is never your fault That's right. that you are raped. It is never your fault that someone touches you. That's right. I don't care if you got drunk. I don't That's care right. if you got high. Right. I don't care if you walk down the street naked. That's right. No one has the right to touch your body without your consent. That's right. right? Ever. Ever, ever. And if you are a child, you cannot be sexy to a whole adult. Right. You cannot tempt an adult. You need to hear this. It is not your fault. And this is for somebody else or maybe the same person. You feel like your parents, your mother particularly did not protect you. But your mother was also a victim. Mm. Your mother di actually did not know how to protect you because mm. she was still dealing with her wounds. Mm. I also see some healing in relationships because what's going to happen for you is you're going to realize that some of the things that you have been holding your parents hostage to, mm. they could not do any better because of their own brokenness. Mm. And as you release yourself, you're going to begin to see them with some different empathetic eyes. Mm. So now, do you have anything to add mm -mm. to that? Nope. That, I mean, that's, 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 that's what I... That's what I was hearing. Uh, I couldn't articulate it, but that's what I was hearing in the spirit that there are some some supernatural things that are going to happen when when people um, close the door on these mental blocks. So and you want to close I, the door. You to pray so for. now here's I, I got to teach you. So now when that thought comes up, that touching, that vision. You cannot keep going down that path. You have to say, that's a lie. That's not the sum total of your life. That's not your value. That's not where you're stuck. Mm, that's and a lie for me. When, 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 when they have those visions and things to try to say it was your fault, they have to open their mouth and say, that's a lie. That's for me. a lie for me. Yes. That's a lie for me. And then also the shame 
the shame. I see real spirit. It's funny because I told I told my mentee, and, and now I know what it's for. A couple of weeks ago, I woke up heavy with shame, but shame is not something I struggle with. Mm. And I knew one of the ways that God works with me is that I can tell something needs to be shifted because I'll begin to feel it emotionally or I'll feel like, for example, one of the ways I know that God wants to heal people's shoulders, my shoulder will start to hurt. Mm. It's just how God works Mm. with me. And I begin to say there is something God wants to deal with shame. There is literally somebody here that you are holding yourself back financially. You are holding yourself Mm. back financially Mm. because of the shame that you have around being touched inappropriately. Mm. And you don't even know that those things are connected, but you're actually hiding in plain sight. You are afraid to take the opportunities that would step out because you really don't want to be seen. I'm going to tell you this testimony and I'm going to pray. Years ago, I did a class called Supernatural Power of the Believer, right? It was a five-week class and there was a young lady in there who had a breakthrough and her breakthrough was financial. She did not realize that the reason that she could not keep money is because her grandfather used to molest her. Mm. And when he would molest her, he would give her a silver dollar Mm. when he finished. Two things happened. She began to associate the gifts, the money Mm -hmm. with being dirty. Mm -hmm. The other thing was, is that everybody, the other grandkids saw her getting the silver dollar and they thought it meant she was favored. Mm. So they abused her for the silver dollar. So then money came, showed up as, as both dirty and abusive money. Dirty and abusive. So literally, no matter how much money she had, Mm. it literally burned in her until she gave it away. And until she could make that connection that it was the shame, Mm -hmm. it was the it was the guilt. She couldn't keep the money. I need y'all to hear me this this by the Holy Ghost. Some of the money problems you are having right now, they don't have anything to do with your ability to manage. It is not because you are a bad manager. But when a soul is fragmented, you will do what it takes to get relief, even if it seems detrimental to you. And so because your mind is set to do that because your mind is set to do that. Oh, my God, I feel. Listen, listen, let me tell you something. I I can literally feel the power of God on me. I can feel it. So even if that wasn't your exact story, number one, if you ain't got none of these issues, I want you praying in tongues for the people who are saying this is me. This is me. This is me. This is me. But now what we do is in the authority Mm -hmm. that is given to us from heaven by the Lord Jesus Christ. We use the word of God to sever this demonic assignment over your life in Jesus name. We come against every lie of your worth, every lie of your value, Mm. every bit of shame that you have carried. And I hear that even right now, there is somebody out there you like, but I did mess up big, but you are still forgiven. Mm But you did mess up big. Mm -hmm. You did have the affair. You did make the mistake. But the power of God, the blood of Jesus, it is enough. And so we use the sword of the spirit to sever. I literally see somebody you are you. There's like there are 
there it's like there are vines wrapped around your neck and we cut that in the mm, name of Jesus yes. you are not choked your breath is not your breath is not stifled anymore I also have seen for the last several days I have literally literally seen the Lord standing over his people doing heart surgery I have seen him mm. taking your heart out of your in mm. in my vision you are laying down and he has lifted your heart up and set it on your chest and he is working on your heart so right now in the name of Jesus we release the Holy Ghost mm. to go every place yes. this broadcast is being heard and heal the hearts of your people yes, in the name of Jesus every spirit I see something I don't know this who this is for we just flowing now if it's you take it I see somebody it's almost like you are being held down um, by it feels almost like an octopus it's so many mm. legs of it hanging down mm. it feels like every time you get loose over here something grabs you over there we cut that in the name of Jesus mm. today we cut that we take the authority of the word we're not doing this because we Sean and Edwin Strickland we are doing this as representatives of the kingdom under the authority of the kingdom and we are releasing we say now kingdom come to yes. them now in the name of Jesus yes. we release the angels release. of God to war on your behalf now to, to come Jesus against name. the assignments against your life in the name of Jesus yes. You will not be bound. You will not die prematurely. You will not end up with sickness in your body. Even now, your body be healed in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Every sickness that is hidden Ooh, sorrow, every oh. sickness that is hidden mm. guilt, every sickness that is hidden, hidden shame, come out now in Jesus' in name. Jesus name. Come out now in Jesus' name. Listen, I want you to begin. If you have things in your body, I see female problems extreme periods, fibroids. I want you to begin to touch your body and I want you to say, go in the name of Jesus. Now there's some people who go think this is crazy, but I want you to hear this. Go in the name of Jesus. It breaks the spiritual authority. Mm. It does not mean there may not be natural things right. you have to do. Right. There may be some people that naturally that thing changes. You're never stuck in that place again. There may be somebody else that God says, change your diet. You got to go to the doctor, whatever the case may be. Because understand this, going to the doctor and having surgery and those things, they don't mean nothing if the spiritual root isn't cut right. off, which is why people have had surgeries, but the issues continue. Mm -hmm. So I want you, and not just women Problems. If you're having migraines, if you have back problems, and here's the thing I hear, if you have pain that don't make sense, that's what I just heard, mm. pain that don't make mm. sense, meaning there is no reason for your elbow to hurt, mm. meaning there is no reason for your shin, your shin to hurt. If you have pain that does not have a, you, you didn't bump into nothing. I want you to lay your hand on that part of your body or the closest representation to that body. And I want you to begin to decree and declare, I have forgiven myself. Mm. I have broken covenant with the enemy and I release the power of God over me. Hear what I said. I have forgiven mm -hmm. myself. I break covenant with the enemy and I release the power of God into my body. Amen. 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 Man, Amen. my God. Amen. Listen, Amen. let me tell you something. Listen, you know, you this just Listen, about I it. can already tell you. I know we're gonna talk about it next week. We're what? gonna we're gonna talk about overcoming shame. We're gonna we're gonna deal with overcoming shame. Well, as you were as you were um praying, I I, I, I heard the, the Holy Spirit say that, that these mental blocks that when we experience them, it opens the door to the spirit of shame. 
And the spirit of shame has to be dealt with so that we can expel it out of doors so that we can begin to walk into the true identity of who we are. We're going to deal with this next week. Next week, we're going to deal with overcoming shame. I feel like somebody feels like they need to throw up. You should. Not on the floor. Go to the or bathroom. On your computer Go to the bathroom. Right. But if you feel like you need to throw up, you should. We break covenant. We break, we break we, covenant. You, you got to break those covenants. Yeah. There were we release things, the power of God. There were things that were whispered to you as kids, but you got to break covenant. Let, uh, okay. Anger. Anger. We come even anger because of things that happened to you, ways you could not protect yourself. Because I can talk specifically talk, talk about the spirit of anger. The spirit of anger doesn't always show up uh, in the way that you think. I, I allowed the spirit of anger to come into my life when I was seven years old because it came in as, as something that, that, that assured me it would protect me. And so at seven years old, I had this dramatic event that happened in my life that I, that, I, that I felt like I needed protection from. Well, when that thing showed up into my life and, and, and I didn't, it didn't show up like in a rage, it showed up as a friend, as a comforter. But what I didn't realize was that I opened that door that night to allow that thing to come into my life. And it actually did do what it said it was going to do. It protected me, but it also protected me from, from being who or not protected me. That's the wrong word. It felt, it, like, it protection. felt like protection. That's legitimate. It felt like protection because there were things that my anger and my rage allowed me not to experience that other people experienced, but it also caused me to live a life far less than what I was designed, especially when we got married, mm -hmm. especially when we got married. Listen, our intercessors going in. I just heard this too. Listen, and anger, Let me, I want you to hear this. People who are struggling with depression, the reason you can't break the depression is because depression is cloaked as anger. Yes. Anger is only depression inwardly, yes. right? And so when you I want you to stop praying against depression and I want you to begin to call that spirit of anger out. And for some of you, it's because you would never admit that you were angry. You would never admit that you were angry by the things that have happened to you. Listen, let me tell you. Stephanie says, as you spoke, she says, she says, as you spoke, my feet became hot. They are still hot. No pain. I, I'm telling you, I, I, I can feel. Let me tell you something. I know that God is moving. I can feel the power of God all over me. If y'all were in this sanctuary right I, now, we'd tear this place up. I can feel it all <laughs> over me. My goodness. I need you to touch your body. And here's the other thing I need you to do. I need you to do this as soon as you get off. If you got the ability, go and do it right now. I need you to take communion. And I don't care if you don't have grape juice and crackers. You can take a piece of light bread and some Sprite. I need you to take communion. Or water I, if you got water. It. I need you to say I need you to take communion and I need you to come. I need you to come into covenant with what you just did. Father, I thank you that everything. Because I'm breaking covenant with the enemy. So I'm now I'm going to come into, into covenant. covenant. So I want you to take communion. And if you have the ability to do it right now, I want you to take covenant with. I want you to take communion and I want you to say, I come into agreement with what the kingdom of God has done through Jesus. I come, I come into, into agreement. agreement. With, with what the kingdom, kingdom of God, God has done, done through, Jesus. through Jesus. Listen, woo, y'all. They say my still is winning. Yeah, we went. We went. We, we, we yeah. It's two hours, but listen. I don't have no apologies. I have no apologies. I have changed. no apologies at all. All I can tell you is that you know, listen. The next couple of weeks, I, I, I realize I, I always can sense when something like this begins to happen. <laughs> I, I, I can sense it. The next couple of weeks, you don't want to miss this. You don't want to miss this. I guess we need to listen. 
they can put the ways up there to give because uh, I know when we get like this, it's hard to end. But but they can put the ways um, up to to give. You can give through PushPay. You can give through Givelify. Um, Tidally, you can text to give. Listen, if you if if you have been free today and you know you have been free today, you ought to sow a seed. You ought to sow a seed. And, and, and here's what here's what your seed ought to be today: a Thanksgiving seed. God, I thank you for the freedom I received on today. So those of you that are partners, you know that your, your tithes are, are, are required of you, not from us, but as a believer, as a person who's committed to God. Uh, but listen, if you're if you're giving today, if you're sowing a seed, listen, sow you a Thanksgiving seed today. Sow you a seed and say, God, I appreciate this word. I appreciate what you've done for me. I appreciate it. And, and, and as soon as you get off this broadcast, if you can, make that statement. Break covenant with the enemy and release the power of God and then take communion. Some say, well, wait a minute, we can't take communion. Yes, you can. This idea, that's that's a social norm, mental block. The idea that you can only take communion on the second Sunday or the third Sunday and you got to be dressed in white and you got to have a little doily on your head. Listen, that, that that's not, that's, that's, re that's religiousosity. That's not what, that's not true. All you have to do is come into agreement. You can take anything that represents the Lord's body and anything that represents the blood that he shed for us. And you can use those two things and say, God, I come into covenant with you for what you have done for me today. OK, I know I know you hate last minute stuff, but I think Clarissa, I know you have about four or five. Last I minutes. don't I don't I don't <laughs> I don't have one thing. I think Clarissa actually said something. That's an instruction from the Lord. OK, Clarissa put up there. She said we need to have Zoom communion. Oh, okay. and I want to know: oh. Can we pull off a Zoom at six o'clock today? It don't take but fifteen well, it's minutes. Easy to pull off. We can do a Facebook Live communion. I mean, you don't have to be. I mean, but I think when she said Zoom, I think there's something on that. Can can we get a Zoom link? So so it's easy. All I have to do, what you guys will have to do, who want to participate in the six p.m. Zoom communion, you will need to when when service is over. I need you to look at this page. I will put on here uh, the the link to the Zoom. You ain't got to register for it, but we have to find an easy way to get them to be able to do it. All they got to do is click on it and be there at six o'clock. All right. 6 p.m. Central. We're going to do a quick communion service. We're going to take communion together. All right. Listen, we can get anything done. If the Lord say do it, we can get it done quick. So not, I, not, I, I not know, but I know you I don't always. I know. Thank you for being no, it's flexible. Fine, it's fine. Yeah, I, mean, I know. I think it's, I think it's uh, when, when you read that. I, can you do it now and then? Absolutely. You can do Absolutely. it now and then. The Absolutely. Bible says you take this as, as much as often as, as you, you do, do this. It. Do this in remembrance of me. So we're going to take the um the Shavandra just says she took communion and she doesn't feel the pain in her elbow anymore. And she was the first the elbow, praise right? Praise God. So at 6 p.m., we're going to have a Zoom. If you we're we're gonna get the link up. Yes, yeah, seven p.m. Eastern. Seven p.m. Eastern. Yeah, we're gonna take. It may communion. be too late for you people over across the pond. I'm not sure. That'll be about six hours difference. It may be midnight y'all time, but you know what? You can do it. You can do it the next day if you're still not up. Thank y'all for hanging with us today. Zoom communion is six. Sow your seed. We got stuff we got to do so we can be ready at six. We love I'm going to the store. Give me some Welches. I'm gonna do. I'm, I'm gonna, if we if we gonna do it at six, I'm gonna give me some Welches. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna take communion. Gather your family around. Let's take communion. Um, we love and so, you guys. And some water for crest crackers because they're the flat ones. Today. The flat ones. Yes. <laughs> um, listen, they say they coming. People, listen. Hey, we, you whether you do or don't, we're going to be here. So we encourage you to come. We encourage you to go ahead and take communion right now and then meet us back for, for collective communion at 6 p.m. It's a wonderful idea. Thank you for that, Clarissa.
Thank you. All right. We love you guys. We're ending the broadcast. We'll see you at six. Y'all ought to share this. You ought to tell everybody about how the power of God can hit on a Facebook Live. Hey, Because it showed up in here. It showed up in <laughs> we here. We did a little teaching and then did some releasing the power of God. Amen. Amen. We love you guys. We'll see you at six. All right. All right. Have a great God day. God bless you. Bye-bye.